Today's podcast is sponsored by Jack Frost Big Boulder Ski Areas, where the snow comes first. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Wednesday, December 11th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, one police officer was killed and two others were wounded and five people are dead. Uh, this happened inside of a grocery store following a wild shootout and standoff in Jersey City yesterday afternoon. The slain officer, identified as 40-year-old Detective Joseph Seals, was a 13-year veteran, husband and father of five. Authorities say the incident started at Bayview Cemetery just after noon with Seals fatally shot and a second officer wounded in the shoulder and was possibly related to a drug or gun deal gone bad. They say the two men dressed in black then fled in a stolen U-Haul and continued firing at responding officers. Police retreated and took up defense positions and hundreds of officers, SWAT units, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and Explosives descended on the scene. The massive response included resources from neighboring municipalities as well as the FBI. Officials say the two suspects were neutralized and a robot was sent inside the store with officers following behind. Uh, There they found the bodies of who they believed were three civilians and two suspects. Police said that they were confident the bystanders were shot by the gunman and not police. All Jersey City schools were placed in lockdown, which lasted for several hours, as was the New Jersey City University. There was a story yesterday of an Uber driver who just happened to be dropping off in that area and found himself in the middle of that shootout. Ugh. Wow. Yeah, there was a woman that was uh, that was held up in a, in a car for, like, hours. And yeah. they saw when they, when they rushed her out of there uh, and got her into the back of a, a police van. It was pretty wild. And, and the audio of the gunfire, I was just, yeah. it's like a war zone. It sounds yeah. like it's like a movie. automatic gunfire. Yeah, yeah. They said it was heavy gunfire for yeah. over an hour. Yeah. Uh, officials said that all of the city's 30,000 students in 43 schools were safe and accounted for despite having to listen to gunfire for hours. The Secret Service is warning, warning about fake $100 bills as the holiday season gets into full swing. Those who have seen them say the bogus $100 bills look very real. Authorities report that the number of businesses that have been hit by these fake $100 bills and other counterfeit money as well. Just officially, it is Sergeant Slaughter who's on a one hundred dollar bill, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? Whenever I do have the opportunity to spend a hundred dollar bill, and they need to verify it, and they break out the pen and they do it for just a split second, I, I think, what if this is what if this is a phony oh, yeah. bill yeah. that I got? You know, in in a legitimate way, and yeah. here I am just Are trying to spend it. What's yeah. going to happen? I prefer like a split second. It's like being at the security at the airport, and, and what if they wrongfully accuse me of having something? I have heroin. I don't have heroin. Why did I say that? I know you get guilty, and you wonder, yeah. w- would you then be obviously? Yeah. They, they, they would go. Uh, they would go a couple levels in to find out what exactly sure. happened. But uh, yes, if you're past. You, at that point, le- technically would be passing a fake $100 bill. Right? I have two other feelings that go along with that because I, I feel the same way, Preston. I also feel simultaneously like uh, a little bit rich just for a moment. Sure. And then I feel guilty for only having a $100 bill that I have to that they can't break. Yeah. You feel a little embarrassed about it. A little it. embarrassed. I, yeah. I despise large denominations. Me too. Like that. I despise them. I, but it and, feels and, cool for and, a second. It's like, which, does someone want this? Because you go into retail and you'll get that look like, <laughs> so, oh, wait, so From a $100 bill? Yes. Yeah, I could see, like a, I could see like a market or something like that, but if you're yeah. out shopping, yeah, but twenties, twenties are the way. It's, but like if you go to a casino, they always they uh, right. the ATM sure. put out large bills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rochelle, we we like to keep some cash on hand at, at home, and so we don't have to keep going. You know, we I still like to I still like to use cash as opposed to the I do as well. Yeah, and so Rochelle will get denomination. She'll come back. 
And she'll get 50s for some reason. <laughs> what? And I'm like, and every time I break out a 50 to somebody, they look at it like it's, you know, something rare, like a $2 bill. <laughs> yeah. They're like, wow. Ooh. I don't know what to do with this, you know? And I, I'm like, I, right? you quit like, getting the 50s, it, please? It's legal tender. It really I, is. It I'm is. sorry. I mean, well, thank you, dickhead. Now I have to take, <laughs> blow all of my change in my draw on you now. Thank <laughs> you. They look at it. Who is Grant? Yeah. I, I hey, Rockefeller. Yeah. Hugh Grant? I didn't know Hugh Grant. Right, right. He was a president? So listen, though. The counterfeits have uh, figured out, the counterfeiters have figured out how to avoid detection by those markers that you just talked about, Preston. Oh, man. Um, so, to show whether the bill is fake or not. So sometimes they actually bleach the $1 bill and then they print a 5 or a 20 on mm. top of it. So when they use the pen, it's detecting that oh, it's a real that bill. It's a real, the real paper. Right. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but the wow. markers of the latest edition of the fake $100 bills may be using all new technology, perhaps 3D printers. Yeah, which are very common now or more common. The Secret Service estimates roughly $50,000 in counterfeit money is passed weekly through the Philadelphia region. If there is any question as to whether the currency you have is genuine, contact your bank or local Secret Service office. And the Secret Service lists on its website diagrams of how to spot fake cash. Uh, no, we have one more story. Sorry. Okay. One more story. <laughs> All of my stuff didn't print out, so I'm used to when I get to the last page, the and last paper. And in spoon. No. Yeah. No. I've got, I've got one more story. So this is an awesome story. A Maryland company surprised its 198 employees with a $10 million holiday bonus on Saturday. The Baltimore-based real estate firm St. John's Properties recently achieved its goal of developing 20 million square feet of space in eight states, according to the company's press release. The company's founder and chairman, Edward St. John, surprised the employees at the annual holiday celebration. Each of them opened a red envelope that revealed their surprise bonus. Holy mama! <laughs> Pretty much. You had to see some of the reactions from the people and there. And then the people they were somebody retiring, and... they gave him a bear watch. Huh? Oh, they did. <laughs> really? Yeah. Bear watch! So the average employee is getting... $50,000 of the share, Whoa. but the size depended on the years of service. Some uh, got six-figure bonuses up to $250,000. No way! Wow. To celebrate the achievement of our goal, we wanted to report reward our employees in a big way that would make a significant impact on their lives, said Edward St. John. I'm thankful for every one of our employees for their hard work and dedication. I couldn't think of a better way to show it. I think we might talk about this later, but we had an experience at uh, our yeah. radio station where this happened. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Many of the employees who were moved to tears say they're using the money to pay off their mortgages and ch- children's education. St. John said his employees deserve it. He says he steers the boat, but they run it. Without them, we would be nothing. Kathy, there was a touching story. Somebody was going to invest in some counterfeit money-making machines. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're so state-of-the-art now. Yep. That's an awesome company, yeah. though. You know, to that work for awesome. that, where you're going to get that bonus on the holiday. I mean, very yeah. nice. I love yeah. that story. In sports this morning... <laughs> The Sixers beat the Denver Nuggets 97-92 last night in South Philly to remain undefeated at home. Joel Embiid scored 22 points, including two key free throws with 15 seconds left. 
Tobias Harris had 20 to keep the Sixers perfect at home. And Matisse Thybul added 13 points for the Sixers, who are 13-0 in South Philly. They've won three straight and seven of eight. The Sixers are on the road tomorrow night with a game in Boston against the Celtics. In baseball news, the Phillies have reached an agreement with former New York Yankee shortstop D.D. Gregorius on a one-year deal reported, uh, reportedly for $14 million, according to NBC Sports Philadelphia. Didi. He turns 30 in February, came back from Tommy John surgery in early June and hit 16 home runs and added 61 RBIs over 82 games. He was arguably one of the Yankees' best players before he needed ligament reconstruction in his right elbow. Speaking of the Yankees, they signed free agent pitcher Garrett Cole to a record nine-year, $324 million contract. The deal includes an opt-out after five years and has a full no-trade clause. It surpasses the deal Steven Strasburg finalized with the Washington Nationals earlier in the week for most total money and annual average salary for a pitcher at $36 million. And the Flyers return to the ice tonight with a game in Colorado against the Avalanche. The puck drops at 9.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much. Kathy, so a Wednesday morning before us, and Wednesdays, a couple things that we normally do. Uh, we will appear on Fox Good Day on TV this morning, so we'll go in with Mike, and uh, Karen is going to be filling in uh, today. So we saw Karen at the camp out for hunger. We saw the whole group. Yeah. They came out. It was such a surprise because they're on when we're on, and, and everyone came out and yeah. they made a showing, and, and it was for a little bit, actually. It's kind of cool. They were actually interviewing us about the camp out. Yeah, it was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll uh, we'll chat with those guys later on this morning. Also on Wednesdays, we do a secret text word, and we have a chance for you to win tickets to go see uh, the band The Record Company, and that will be New Year's Eve nice. at the TLA on South Street. So pretty cool, man. Uh, text word secret. You can do that now to 39333. We will send a word back to you later on the a designated caller who gets that word back to us is going to win those tickets, and we'll also uh, grab a random texture and give a pair away in that fashion. We also have the Marchwood Tavern stopping by today for a meet and eat. The Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle is tomorrow night, 7 to 9 p.m. Mr. Nick McElwain will be your host. These things have been so much fun. I've done a bunch, Casey. You, I know you've done some, Marissa as well. They're just they're a great time, and so... Uh, if you're a football fan especially, uh, but an Eagles fan too, come on out and join us. Yeah, and uh, there's always tickets to win yeah. and, and uh, uh, autographed merchandise. Your first place, like Philadelphia Eagles. There you go. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll have those guys in. I'm sure they have some giveaways that we'll have a chance for you to win. Uh, and we also, I'm looking forward to this. We have actress Julie Haggerty on the show. <laughs> uh, Julie Haggerty was in the movie, the Airplane movies. Uh, she was One the and two. female yeah. lead in those two films. She was in What About Bob? She's been, actually been in a of stuff, and she's in this movie, Marriage Story on Netflix, which is up for six Golden Globes. I was actually, I saw this, and I heard the word about it. I was actually going to watch it this weekend past, and so, but it's definitely on my list. It's getting rave reviews. It's just one of those, it's sort of a, um, uh, holds a mirror up to what happens during the breakup of a relationship and divorce and so on and so forth, but apparently it it just doesn't, it's so tonally perfect that people are loving it. Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver, Laura Dern, it's star-studded, so uh, we'll talk to uh, Julie Haggerty, which is cool. I love her, man. uh, One of my favorite comedy movies of all time, Lost in America, Albert Brooks, She's the Wife, and it's unbelievable. So we'll spend some time with her later on today, and we got loads of stuff to give away. You know what? I should give away some Christmas Miracle uh, passes right now. That show is a week from tomorrow. Oh, it's a Christmas Miracle. Yeah, we've decided to take the show on the road. It's been We're a tired while. of being cooped up. Yeah, so... <laughs> 
<laughs> We're going to head to Parks Casino in the Excite Center. We had a great time there last year. It was a new venue for us to do it. We used to do it in the 360 Lounge, but that is now the sports book there. And uh, this this is an even better place we to We get go. Elton John's dressing room. Yeah, we do. We absolutely do. So uh, it'll be the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Uh, let's take, uh, starting with caller number 10, we'll take five callers. So callers 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14. You will get to join us on that morning. You have to be there nice and early, all right? The uh, check-in starts at 6 a.m., 21 and over only. Now, your guests can come with you. Their their name will not be added into the drawing to get up on stage and uh, be one of our contestants. But that doesn't mean that they won't win prizes because we do have prizes that will scatter throughout the entire audience. It is the the prize of Palooza event of the year, <laughs> and, and uh, we thank our sponsors, all the uh, the people that advertise on MMR, pony up all kinds of great prizes, whether it be uh, trips or merchandise or even cash in some instances. The packages they come up with, where they marry one thing to another, and they, they're they're always great. Uh, so we'll take those callers now two one five two six three WMMR. Like I said, starting with caller ten, and there are, they, if you're a pod. Caster, there's chances to win that way, and uh, we will. Uh, we'll, I think we have somewhere in the neighborhood of 140 <laughs> uh, tickets, or that which in, pairs. You, no, yeah, 140 pairs. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, that'll be given away. So we're gonna have a nice packed house. I thought you said bears. There's we have 140. <laughs> oh, bear watch. Yeah, we're on the bear watch. So why not? Bear watch. <laughs> uh, by the way, that guy's coming in this morning. Yeah. Uh, he'll be in a little bit later in the show. Yes, actually, the the guy that was uh, Bear that came that was on Bear Watch is. We spoke to him when we were at the camp out for hunger. Uh, he's <laughs> popping in later on this morning, so we'll say hi to him too. All right, let's take a break. Uh, come back in just a moment, and uh, we'll get that entertainment report. There's some breakups and deaths. I'm sorry, it's a little bit on yeah. the downer side, but uh, that's it life. Is life in the what, big city. What's making news? And we'll do a stupid question as well. Stay put. We'll be right back. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before I do the stupid question, we made the announcements yesterday of uh, Camp Out for Hunger totals, and it was it was later in the show. It was closer to eight a.m. So if you missed it, if you're normally an early riser and you didn't hear what uh, uh, the results were, and you did come out and contribute, uh, I just want to let you know that we got over two point six million pounds of food and over two hundred thousand dollars in cash for all of your efforts uh, last week. So it was. Uh, way beyond our wildest dreams, and uh, and we just wanted to thank you. Oh, yeah, because yeah. people will, will thank us, and we're like, no, 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 it's you that yeah. did it, absolutely you. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's, uh, talk about a massive collective undertaking. So cool. I'm, I'm still having trouble processing I that. know, I know. It's pretty wild, 2.6 million. Last year was 1.8 million, <laughs> and this was just a, a quantum leap forward. So uh, thank you very much. All right, so... Stupid question this morning. We give away a $50 Star Restaurants gift card, and the question is about the film It's a Wonderful Life. It originally ended with the song Ode to Joy, 
But in the final cut of the film, what song is heard in the end instead? I'm sure you know this. 215-263-WMMR. And it's a wonderful life. What I didn't know is I, I didn't know they were originally going to end it with Ode to Joy. Yeah. But they ended up with this song. It's a sing-along. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. I'll go through birthdays while we're waiting for you to call him. Wednesday, December 11th, Terry Gar, the actress from uh, movies like uh, Young Frankenstein and Tootsie and Mr. Mom. So she's oh, a God. beautiful young actress. Uh, yeah. She's in a very early episode of uh, Star Trek, the, the original series. And you can see her, you know, just kind of getting her acting chops. But to do both, um, she's enjoyed it both, you yeah. know. But now I don't know what her situation is because she she's ill, is she not? She has she MS, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that several years ago they announced that she had that, so I don't know what her, her current status is. But I always had a bit of a crush on her. She's 75 yeah. today. Brenda Lee, who sang Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Uh, is also seventy five years old. That's a that's a standard. You hear it every year. I, I think it's quite it. an achievement since I actually thought she was dead. So she's oh, yeah. Really, yeah. Uh, I, every year when you know her birthday is mentioned, like I thought she passed away. But this is a you know as people say, yep. you get one holiday hit. Yeah, a perennial. It'll do you it. can live off that if you wrote it. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun one. Uh, How old was she when she sang this? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure the year this came out. Uh, Case here, Wikipedia is up. Wait, Marissa's got the information. Marissa? Uh, Wait, I don't, but I wanted to know. She sang the Jambalaya song you talked about last week during Camp Out for Hunger. Oh, uh, (laughs) we're We're going to have big fun on on the bayou. Yes. That's her. That she saying that? Her. I always thought it was a guy that's saying that. Well, yeah. maybe a few different people. Maybe there's a that. version of it. Interesting. She right. didn't sing Hippopotamus, right? No. No, that was similar voice style. Uh, yeah. Um, I want a hippopotamus. Yeah, it, it's, it's a, yeah. Her name is, I think. I feel like her name was Gay something. Uh, her so name rock, is Gay, okay. Gay, gay, around gay the, dude. Rocking Around the Christmas Tree came out in uh, 59. Okay. And by the way, Brenda Lee is only four foot nine. Yeah. Tiny little thing. Yeah. Wow. Gala Peavy. Gayla Peavy, that's who did hip hop. Everybody sound like this. Okay. Uh, Brenda Lee, 75. Rita Moreno is 88. We were Super just talented. talking about her uh, day before yesterday, the electric company. She was on that, and she is an EGOT winner. Uh, she won an Oscar for West Side Story, an Emmy for the Electric Company, which is a kid's show, a Tony for the Ritz, and a Grammy for a recording that she did on the electric company. Uh, and she's still where she's going to be. She's in that new version of West Side Story. She's in the new version of West Side Story. Yeah. Uh, she was on that new version of One Day at a Time that they they just uh, canceled. But uh, her, she was recently in the news because she has an autobiography. She had a long relationship with Marlon Brando. Wow. Yeah. Uh, she still looks great at 88 years she old. She does. So happy, dancing, right? Happy birthday. Yeah, I believe so to Rita Moreno. Uh, John Kerry, the Democratic presidential nominee in 2004. Frankenstein. He's a large head. He's got to have a bigger head than Nick. He has a, a gigantic head. Yeah. He really bolts would seem quite fashionable. <laughs> but he, I, whatever plastic surgery, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. He let the vanity get the better of him, and it looks Weird. Oh, I haven't seen him lately. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's very athletic, actually. He does, you know, uh, surfing and all that stuff and everything. But but I guess he's got the money. You know, his wife is uh, heir to the Heinz fortune. So uh, he's got loot to spare. So I guess he uses a lot of it on his face. He's 76. Nikki Six of Motley Crue is 61 years old. They will be in town next summer. 
uh, with Def Leppard and Poison and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. That's going to be that's going to be a fun tour, man. Excitement is building already for this freaking tour. I mean, it's time, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a nostalgic uh, tour, certainly with all those bands on board. But it'll be cool. You're right, exactly that, Preston. It's nostalgic, and yet for some those some new devotees, it's uh, it's like it's a current thing, you know. Yeah. Thanks to the dirt on Netflix. Yeah, yeah that certainly helped. Uh, Mickey Six is 61 today. Jermaine Jackson. Jermaine. Um, the Jackson Five. You mean Phoebe. Uh, is 65 today. He had a couple of hits. I can't remember what they were, though. I do... Uh, yeah. I, I do remember. They weren't They weren't big hits. I mean, certainly uh, not Michael level, but... There was Jermaine at Pretty Young Jermaine. Oh, is it, he did those? Uh, he tend to rip off his brother. Jermaine-er? Uh, yeah, Jermaine. Germainer, yeah. Oh, thrill, yeah. Okay. Ebony sure, and Germainery. <laughs> uh, let's see. Nick has pulled up his information. All his sons are a riff on Germaine, uh, right? There's Your Majesty. Oh my God, I forgot about Your Majesty. Yeah, yeah. The, the say say Germaine. Yeah, was another big hit. Jermoka. <laughs> All right. Anyhow, Black uh, and Germaine. And the weirdest name, Gerandy Cox. <laughs> Oh, he was, you know, I didn't know this. He added some vocals to, you know, the song uh, Somebody's Watching Me from Rockwell? Yeah. That that Michael does background vocals on. He's, he's the part that does this. Yeah. I always feel like somebody's watching me. Apparently, Jermaine sang on that, too. Wow, man. I didn't know that. Is there anything he can do? Jermaine is 65. Uh, Moss Def, the, the rapper, actor, uh, Italian job, Brown Sugar, Monsters Ball. He's 46 today. Uh, Chester Thompson, phenomenal drummer. With Genesis and uh, Phil Collins' solo work, uh, Phil and and Chester would uh, share drumming duties because Phil became a frontman eventually. So. I, I loved when they would get side by side and start doing a drum riff on a song. And okay. there's a, in the concert movie that was shot at the Spectrum, in which MMR is featured prominently. Yeah, uh, they do a really cool riff. You ever meet him, Preston? Mm-mm. Uh, is he one of your favorites? Class act. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just a just a dude, uh, just a just a. Just the guy you can count on behind the drums, without question. Uh, he's 71 today. Monique, uh, the actress and comedian, uh, Precious, Soul Plane, the Parkers, and more. She's pissed off because uh, she is, I think, trying to take Netflix to court because of money she feels they, uh, you know, she's being underpaid for a special or something like that. She's got to bug up her butt. Uh, and then she's 52. And then the last birthday, uh, Haley Steinfeld. Like her. She's gorgeous. Uh, and she's gorgeous. Yeah, look at her. She's like Mrs. Hot. <laughs> uh, and got started young in uh, True Grit. She was like, I don't know, 16, 15, 14 years old. She was a kid. So she's on a new series, right, where she's playing sort of a uh, a, a bizarre riff on Emily Dickinson? Right? It, yeah, I remember reading about that. Yep. And uh, the uh, the Pitch Perfect movies. But, uh, yeah, she's a, she's a hottie. She's 23 years old today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to this question. It's A Wonderful Life. Originally ended with the song Ode to Joy, but in the final cut of the film... What song is heard at the end instead? The number is 215-263-WMMR. We will go to Sarah for the answer. Hi there, Sarah. Hi, how are you doing? Wonderful. Sarah, do you know what uh, song is at the end of uh, It's a Wonderful Life? I do. It's Old Lang Syne. Old Lang Syne, yes. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Hang on, we're going to get your information. And I have to, I have to compliment our... Our interns, they almost spelled the title of the song right. Yeah, not bad. It's, uh, they spelled it A-U-I-D. A lot of people think it's Old Lang Syne, yeah. O-L-D. It's A-U-L-D, Old Lang Syne. Huh. Yeah. And uh, you got that right, so hang on, and we are going to give you a $50 Star Restaurants gift card. 
Light up their holiday with gift cards from Star Restaurants. Remember, at uh, 37 Star locations, you can redeem these, and it is a gift that everyone can enjoy. You know, It's a Wonderful Life was a uh, was a flop when it first came oh, out. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Only of, later on did it become so popular. One of those movies that grew yep. uh, over time, and it, it does happen from I love time it. to time. Yeah. All right, so seven additional women have raised sexual misconduct accusations against uh, Cuba Gooding Jr., including unwanted touching, groping, and kissing. Prosecutors have asked for the allowance of these accusations in the current New York case against Gooding, which will illustrate his intent and the lack of absence or mistake. Uh, the new allegations date back as early as 2003, including instances of kissing without consent, forcible grabbing, and sliding his hand down the inside of multiple women's clothes. Hmm. In his previous indictment, Gooding was accused of with three counts of forcible touching and three counts of sexual abuse in the third degree, all of which he has pled not guilty to. According to his attorney, Goody, Gooding uh, has uh, had and does deny all allegations of criminal misconduct. So how many allegations currently are have been levied against him? Three, I believe. Altogether, I mean, yeah, three counts uh, anyway. So, and I think it's from the one person. The one person, all right. Uh, Let's stay in prison for a moment or in the the judicial system. A Pennsylvania judge ruled against Bill Cosby's recent appeal in the sexual assault case (laughs) that landed him in jail. Uh, Lawyers for the actor argued that the wrong decision was made in allowing for the testimony of five accusers at Cosby's recent retrial, but the judge did not agree. I'm incarcerated, Preston. Uh, Pennsylvania (laughs) Superior Court ruled that the additional accusers' testimony helped illustrate a signature pattern of drugging and sexually assaulting his victims. Speaking of being incarcerated, I showed Marissa where, uh, where Bill lives. Okay. She was she was in Skipack recently. And oh, you saw her the show the. the uh, we, we drove by yeah, uh, SCI uh, Phoenix. So you see it every morning, right? Uh-huh. You see the lights of it every day. All right. Do you know? Do you know approximately where in the prison Cosby is being kept? No, dude. It's oh, you don't. You don't wave massive. to him. <laughs> well, I, no, I actually do. Yeah, I actually do. Sometimes I'll just do a little, uh, just a little, yeah. put my hand up, go. Hi, Preston. Hey, Bill. Hi, Preston. What? No. So how long? How you lo- going to work, Preston? <laughs> How long has he been in? That's a good question. Because I'm, I'm surprised. He's, I'm year. surprised he's still there. Yeah, yeah, he's he's right. They were supposed to move because him. you're supposed. Yeah, they they go there. That's kind of where they start, and yeah. then they get moved to yeah. their home prison. And he's certainly a low security issue here. He, mm-hmm. he can't. You know, he's his eyesight is limited, and he wears sweaters. Maybe no. it has to do with these with these appeals because he's got to go maybe over to or it's, it's conducted over in Norristown. You know, listen, so. I hate to put you out, but do you have an extra room in your house? Uh, maybe uh, we got with plenty the lock of room. On it. Bill yeah, is yeah. welcome. He is welcome. Thank we'll, you for this, Preston. Yeah, we'll uh, we, as long as he wears the ankle monitor. I love your drum kit. Yes, thank you. Uh, Cosby is currently serving a three to ten year sentence, but has uh, repeatedly maintained his innocence. He has often compared himself to a political prisoner hmm. and says he has no remorse. And he himself has said that when he comes up for uh, review for yeah. parole, he is not going to take any. He won't. Not, yeah, he won't. He says he will not show any signs of remorse at all. He he does, yeah. Yeah, Wait, exactly. so but now he goes to the federal level. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think that that's what it is. Works. Yeah, I'm not really sure. Yeah, he um, went in in September of last year, Kath. Okay, yeah, so, so that's a little over of, here. That, but that's kind of shocking then that he's still at this prison. I guess it has to do with the appeals. I thought it'd be about six months, and they were going to move him to the other location that they had talked about initially. But no, he's still in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, this was sad to hear. Uh, a woman named Marie Fredrickson 
uh, passed away. She was the spiky-haired lead singer of the group Roxette, the Swedish pop duo that briefly ruled the American charts in the 1980s and 90s with dramatically lovelorn ballads and catchy, up-tempo singles. She was 61 years old. You couldn't get away from this music. It Their was hits, all over the place. They were they were huge. Yeah. They, they, they had some real success with about four or five uh, records in the U.S. Uh, they didn't specify her cause of death, but she had struggled with cancer after being diagnosed with a uh, brain tumor in 2002. I, th- I thought she had a great voice, too. She, she did, very yeah. Powerful. And uh, we'll play a couple of these songs as we go through this story, but... But you know, it must have been love. We got that too. Uh, it wasn't that used in Pretty Woman, was it? Was, it was, yeah. yeah. She was uh she and uh singer-songwriter Per Gessel formed Roxette in nineteen eighty-six, each had achieved moderate success in Sweden uh, separately. Uh, they decided that if they got together they could strive for international stardom and, and, and it sure worked. enough they did, yeah. Uh, this was their breakout hit, and then uh, Case play uh, yeah play a couple more of these. Let's hear some of this here. Uh, the duo broke through the United States in 1989 when a guy named Dean Cushman, an American student who had visited Sweden on an exchange program, brought a copy of the Roxette album "Look Sharp" to a local radio station back home in Minneapolis, and they started to play it. No kidding. And they they broke them in the United States. Yeah, it's just that that weird way. And in fact, they were already with EMI Records, but they didn't think that they would uh, translate in the U.S. or do well. And they quickly flipped it around once they started to get success. Hit, uh, let's do uh, "It Must Have Been Love" because that's uh, that's definitely that was one of their biggest battles. Yeah, here we go. Uh, and. The look reached number one on Billboard's Hot 100 chart, and uh, three more songs hit number one. Uh, they hit it with uh, Listen to Your Heart, Joyride, and then this song, It Must Have Been Love, which was featured on uh, Pretty Woman. And uh, the fourth one was Did You Cut One? Did You Cut yeah. Did You Cut One? Did You Cut One? Uh, but 61 years old, that's sad. So a brain tumor, which, you know, and, and apparently there were no sort of symptoms. He didn't. Just sort of went for some other reason, and they found it. And in short order, she was she passed away. When uh, when the look became a huge hit, I was actually uh, an exchange student in France, and uh, it was a, a big hit there as well. And the, my French uh, student car, uh, um, counterpart was this guy named Sebastian, and he loved the song, so he, he asked me to translate the entire song. Oh, really? The look from English into French, and so I did. I, I tried. I tried my best and wrote, wrote all the lyrics out. And uh, but he always referred to it as she's got the look. And, and now every time I hear it, I can't hear it without hearing. She's got the look. I, yeah, I could see that. I was, you know, what she was a very pretty woman uh, as well. And so in the movie, yeah. but uh, she she had the the gap tooth thing, yeah, yeah, which is always kind of a deal killer for me. But not in that. It certainly can work. It can work. I, I like agree. the gap, it, like Lauren Hutton and a few others. It, yeah. it depends. Yeah. Like, I think uh, Letterman is hot as hell. <laughs> All right, so another uh, celebrity passed away, and this is, uh, you had to have grown up in the 1980s to to know this guy, but Philip McKeon passed away, Steve. He yeah. played, he was the son on Alice, Tommy, right? Wasn't it, uh, I think it was Tommy. How was old was saying, he? He was only 55. Is that Nancy McKeon's brother? Nancy yes. McKeon's uh-huh. brother. Oh, man. Yeah. What so did he pass up again? He... Uh, he had been, it's had a long time illness and, and they haven't been, uh, they haven't indicated what that was. He was 55 years old and oddly enough, 
a really nice tribute from Charlie Sheen uh, appeared yesterday. Uh, freaking amazing. Uh, he shared a touching <laughs> tribute to McKeon on Twitter, calling him a gentleman and an ebullient spirit. Uh, alongside the post, Sheen shared a black and white photo of himself with McKeon from um, No Day at the Beach, which was an episode of the 1980s NBC anthology series Amazing Stories that they starred in together, and I guess oh. they really hit it off. Amazing Stories was the Spielberg series. Uh, in the shot, the men are seen in military uniforms with Sheen wearing an army helmet. Uh, he wrote, shared some wonderful moments in the trenches with Phil McKeon many moons ago. Oh. Over the past few decades, he was always a perfect gentleman and an ebullient spirit, and his goofy smile was pure gold. R.I.P. Young man, much too soon you cut out. He was freaking amazing. Uh, so he had died Tuesday morning in Texas after battling a long battling a long time illness. Um, that sucks. Best known for his role as Tommy Hyatt on Alice, in which he starred opposite Linda Lavin from 1976 to 1985. A nice long run. Uh, the CBS sitcom was based on Martin Scorsese's 1974 rom-com Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, in which Alfred Lutter had played uh, the character uh, Tommy, but uh, Philip replaced Lutter after the pilot. Uh, following his role on that sitcom, he ended up uh, working in TV news. So he worked in L.A. at a station KFWB uh, in its uh, news department for 10 years, and then he moved to Wimberley, Texas. He hosted his own radio show and relocated to be close to his family, his other credits Include the 1987 slasher film Return to Horror High <laughs> and appearances on Chips, Fantasy Island, and The Love Boat. He did the circuit. Yeah, he did. He worked uh, on uh, and radio as well. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said he did. Oh. Uh, yeah, he did radio in Texas. He was uh, the co host on The Breakfast Taco. Oh, man. Uh, and he survived by his, his sister Nancy and his mother Barbara. So that's. I'll never forget you. <laughs> sad. And Charlie Sheen. I'll never forget you. Sad. <laughs> You're getting you're getting more nasally. I'm just Charlie. getting sad. Okay. You oh, mean that's sad. That's what happens. I'll never forget you. We never get to see him sad, so I didn't. No, know it's all nasally like because that. that warlock blood. Yeah, right. Doesn't allow me to cry. William Shatner has decided he wants to live life as a single man. On Tuesday, E News learned the 88 year old actor filed for divorce from his wife Elizabeth Shatner after nearly 18 years of marriage. Oh man! According to the divorce documents, he cited irreconcilable differences. <laughs> the longtime pair tied the knot. In- At this point, what does it matter? In uh, February 2001, it marked William's fourth marriage and Elizabeth's second. One of his wife, uh, wives drowned in a pool. Died. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was pretty tra- tragic. Um, well, the, this one wouldn't get in the pool. Uh, the <laughs> duo's divorce should be quick and not complicated, according to a source. They had signed a prenup. Additionally, TMZ reports uh, because there's a prenup in place, neither William or Elizabeth will receive spousal support from each other. And while the Star Trek star's divorce is making headlines right now, it looks like things between the pair were rocky earlier in the year. And I don't know how they know that, but apparently, yes, it was rocky. I think you should bring up. <laughs> oh, he, he was yeah. the marriage he counselor? He was the marriage counselor. Yeah. <laughs> Just very frank and tells him they should break up. Listen, I think you should break up. Yeah. I don't like the way this is going. Uh, Shouldn't you be climbing a mountain? <laughs> Captain, Kirk. Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Bob! Captain Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Bob! <laughs> that was from the Camp Out for Hunger. That yeah. was. Yeah. We were back. Captain in- Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? Bob! Yeah, we were in Plymouth <laughs> meeting, and uh, Steve accidentally hit that. Yeah. Captain and- Kirk is climbing a mountain. Why is he climbing a mountain? And then, Casey, you would hit the Bob clip. Bob! 
after yeah. that, and the audience picked up on it, and they started doing it. It was we need to bring that back. Yeah. Bizarre. That could actually end up as a question of the Christmas miracle. You never know. Uh, that's true. Yep. yep. Um, so he was uh, uh, William Shatner was previously married to uh, Noreen Kidd, Marcy Lafferty, and Gloria Rand. He has three daughters with Rand: Leslie, Elizabeth, and Melanie. By the way, Elizabeth is spelled L I S A B E T H. Lisbeth. Lisbeth. Your not name Elizabeth. is Elizabeth. Yep. No, not Elizabeth. 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 There you go. <laughs> That's <laughs> the way he says. Gotta it's leave actually the full name, but uh, no. I'm going to name you Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <laughs> Uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus is pulling back the curtain on her time at Saturday Night Live. She was on there from 1982 to 1985. She opened up about what she called the sexist dynamic of the workplace during her stint. Uh, she had said in an interview there were plenty of people on the show who were incredibly funny. This was in front of a packed house, by the way, of more than 3,000 people at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. She said, I was unbelievably naive, and I didn't really understand how the dynamics of the place worked. It was very sexist, very sexist. Uh, the revelation came in a conversation with Stephen Colbert at a fundraiser for Montclair Film. Uh, she said, people were doing crazy drugs at the time. I was oblivious. I just thought, oh, wow, he's got a lot of energy. <laughs> <laughs> she met her husband on SNL. Yeah. She said, I don't know how anybody could work stoned. It was a pretty brutal time, but it was a very informative time for me. Uh, from that experience, a 58-year-old actress said that she learned... Quote, I wasn't going to do any more of this show business crap until it was fun. She said, it is important. It is so basic. But I just thought, I don't have to do this. I don't have to walk and crawl through this kind of glass if it's not ultimately going to be fulfilling. And so that's how I sort of moved forward from that moment. I sort of applied the fun meter to every job that I've had since that. uh, And it's been very helpful. So she's basically, if she's not having fun, she bails. It's a good way to go about it. She's in a position where she can do that now. She's had enough success, too. Yeah, Yeah, so she can do that. Uh, She uh, revealed that she was cancer-free in October 2018. Also spoke candidly about her breast cancer diagnosis and her uh, journey through the treatment. Uh, but she said, yeah, it was a, it was kind of an interesting situation. I mean, she's uh, and her family, just in general, she comes from a very wealthy family. Yep. Yeah, so good life for her. Paul McCartney. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought you had more to say. No, no, I like that because, like, on, on the morning talk shows a lot of times, they'll yeah. pick, up, pick up your mug and press you, you know, I've heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, my coffee gets really, yeah. it gets cold. If yeah. I don't drink it, by the time we get about halfway through the entertainment news, it's, yeah. it's freezing well, cold. Well, that's what I was going to say the other day when we were talking about the cups in the kitchen and coffee mugs is why I don't like to use a coffee mug because it gets cold quicker. All right. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, uh, and if they can plug them in over here, I'm going to get you uh, all because I have it at home. It's this little base that keeps the mug warm. It'd be toasty warm and your coffee will be warm. Why don't you oh. just use the thousand Yetis that we get from Subaru? Yeah, that's why no, I do. They, that's yeah. why I use it. That's my favorite I'm tired cup. of slaughtering those animals. <laughs> they're not real. Oh, really? Yeah, they're, they're not real. Fictional. <laughs> it's an abominable snowman. They don't exist. But they made him out of their skulls. No. Uh, one last story. Paul McCartney is teaming up with Netflix for his latest animated project boodly, 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 boodly. High in the Clouds. Oh, uh, it's going to be animated? Yeah. Uh, the feature, which is based on McCartney's 2005 book, which was co-written by longtime animator Jeff Dunbar and Philip Ardra. Uh, or Arda, I should say, and will be produced by Netflix uh, and uh, Gaumont, Gaumont, I don't know the name of this. Gumhead. With Oscar nominee Timothy Record directing (laughs) and Bob Shea producing. The High in the Cloud screenplay will be written by John Crocker of Paddington fame. So there's some good pedigree there. Yeah. 
Uh, McCartney, who created the characters, will serve as an executive producer and compose and perform new music for the movie. He said in a statement... It's about a chipmunk that plays the cello. This is uh, Paul... (laughs) I don't know know if that's true or not, but I hope it is. Paul said in a statement, we are thrilled to be partnering with Netflix. Uh, They complement what is already an amazing team with Gomont, and we can think of no one better to be working with to bring our film to a global audience. Great working with Gumhead. He said, I've always loved animated films, and this is a hugely important passion project for me. Looking at the art on the cover here, it does look a little Paddington-esque. Yeah. He said, I can't wait for the world to see it. Uh, The story behind High in the Clouds is an imaginative teenage squirrel named uh, Wirrell finds himself pulled into a ramshackle gang of teenage rebels who live high in the clouds after he accidentally antagonizes Gretch the Owl. Way to rip off Cobra. The tyrannical leader. He's ripping off Cobra? Exactly. Uh, Who is a... uh, Gretch the Owl is a tyrannical leader and a fabulous singer, and he keeps one match in his his mouth the whole Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. Collect up the acorns when I've got time. Uh, he steals the voice of anyone who upst- I'm sorry, she steals the voice of anyone who upstages her, apparently. In addition to voicing one of the characters, Sir Paul has also written over half a dozen new songs for the project, which huh. is cool. In 2015, two photos of McCartney collaborating with Lady Gaga on one of the songs popped up on Gaga's Instagram account. One of the new songs is called Simply Having a Squirrel Time. Oh. <laughs> uh, Paul has produced several animated featurettes over the years. including know that. Uh, 1984's Rupert and the Frog Song. And 1997's uh, Tropic Island Hum. So I don't know any of those. Did you show your kids uh, the Yellow Submarine? Movie? Well, that's where they—that's where they got the appreciation for, okay. for the Beatles in the first place. Do you think it would still hold up for kids today if they are young enough to not know better? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. because we we would we would pop it in and uh, the CD player in our car. And just out of uh, nothing else to do, they would watch it. And right. They, they ended up enjoying it. Okay. And I think it's really dated and looks yeah. pretty lame. My and story Max. is the story's goofy. Yeah, it is. Uh, but next thing I know, you know, they're they're singing, you know, Nowhere Man and All You Need Is Love, and I'm like, all right, okay. we're gonna keep playing this, man. They're digging the music. My kids didn't care for the movie. Uh, we used to play it in the um, uh, Honda Odyssey in yeah. our minivan, and but. They loved the Beatles. Uh, the movie just didn't do anything. Did they like the music while they were cruising around in the in the car? I don't know if they liked the music from the movie or if it was just you know music that I've played over the the years. Gotcha. But uh, the the movie itself did nothing for them. Preston, did you listen to uh, Egypt Station at all? Was the the album you put out last year? No, it's really good, and yeah. it, it's so you know there's so much music from Paul over the years to absorb and love, and and you know obviously you know ten years of Beatles stuff. But uh, give it a listen if you get a chance because you, okay. you're such a fan. I think you'll appreciate. Excellent. I shall. Uh, All right. We're ready for clips, gang. So two friends are forced to go against each other after a fast-spreading disease takes over in the new show V Wars. In this clip, Ian Summerholder reflects on the longevity of the vampire genre. Here we go. This genre is amazing. It stands the test of time. It transcends generations and demographics. And... It can be quite a lesson because at the end of the day, vampires are the story of the outsider. Vagina. <laughs> okay. Hey, he got some when he was 13. Yeah, he sure you remember did. that yeah, story yeah. we had? Lost his virginity at 13. 
Season one of V Wars is available now on Netflix. Here's the next clip. Said in the 1980s, a geeky 11-year-old uses a video camera to document his family's crazy life in the series The Goldbergs. In this clip, Troy Gentile, uh, who plays Barry Goldberg, uh, predicts what's in store for the show following season seven. Here we go. I see definitely two more seasons we got. It's not for sure. We never know what's going to happen in this crazy industry, but I'm pretty confident we're at least going to see Sean or Adam as a senior because... Adam culminating the Goldbergs or culminating school is like a huge it's it's show from his point of view so I, I definitely don't think this is the last season anyway uh, Barry the character is the he's, best he's great on the show he's so uh, and honestly um, I forget who we're talking to one of the uh, Lou um, GM, GM Brown no, no, the actual producer. Oh, Lou Schneider. Lou Schneider. Yeah, said, yeah. He, the, the kid is like, oh, the kid. He's he's like a, a savant. He's comedic yeah. capability. He doesn't even know how much capability he has. We had him on one time. It wasn't a very good interview. It, well, may, it may have been a bad day or something like that, but we weren't getting much out of him. But he's great on that show. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't, it wasn't that he was, he just was, um, he, there was no humor. I mean, he was, yeah. he was very nice and pleasant. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, but it was just, you know, yeah. yeah. He yeah. didn't bring the ha-ha. He, he didn't bring the ha-ha. Bill needs to talk to him next time before we do this. Look, is that a Jewish thing? You got to bring this ha-ha. Well, this is Goldbergs. Yeah. Uh, airs tonight, 8 o'clock on ABC. It's a great show. You know, we were talking yesterday with Pierre about the uh, the Live Aid concert president. They had a repeat of the episode where Beverly Goldberg buys tickets to what she believes is a Beach Boys concert. But it's Live Aid. Oh, my God. So, Because so, they were on the bill. But, you know, they're, and they're like, what is it with this show? And they're, they're trying to get into the parking lot. And, oh, that's funny. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That is uh, the entertainment uh, report. Uh, I'm going to give. We have a lot of stuff to give away today, so I'm going to start this now. Um, I have a. Let me see. I have a $25 gift card uh, from our friends at uh, Marchwood Tavern. Uh, they're in Exton, and uh, the address is three Marchwood Road. And the reason we're setting you up with this is because tomorrow night. Nick and two of our calendar girls are going to be there. So we'll take caller number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. The MM Army will also be there. Uh, it's the grand finale of the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. This oh, is the, the last, last one, one it okay. says here. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I knew it was the last one of the year, but I didn't know if it was the last one altogether. So 7 to 9 at Marchwood Tavern in the heart of Exxon, just off Route 100 in the Marchwood Shopping Center. And you could win a pair of Eagles game tickets and signed Eagles merchandise courtesy of Bud Light Platinum. So caller number 10, we will give you that $25 gift card, 215-263-WMMR is the number. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. A lot to get to today. Stay with us. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Available now in the MMR Rock Shop. It's new and approved. Fun for the whole family. New packaging, same great taste. Okay, okay. It's t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, coffee mugs, and much, much more. But with the MMR attitude, you've come to love. Plus lots of the funny sh** Preston and Steve say. In fact, all the DJs are represented. Just search the word shop at WMMR.com and get shopping. Stuff for you, gifts for them, and for a limited time, free shipping with the online code valid through December 15th on most items. 93.3 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your wardrobe. Two new Daily Rush videos for your viewing pleasure, both from the Camp Out for Hunger. We have the live performance of the band Crowbot doing the song Low Life. Really nice, guys. And there's a bonus uh, video when we were in commercial breaks. They did a cover of Soundgarden's Outshined. They're really so good. Available. And we had the Double Dare competition. 
That video is now up, and uh, Mark Summers returns to settle the Kathy versus Nick feud at the Camp Out for Hunger. Spoiler alert, alert uh, Kathy won yet again. And uh, that is available at PresidentSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Comedy Club Restaurant Bar. And Kathy got a little something on her hand. <laughs> <laughs> got some on my hand. Yeah, you're... you're... Well, Team member was doused in salad doused. dressing and all sorts of gerb. I forget what Steve said. He was, was like, so "You've funny. managed to just stand there and win." <laughs> Mark said he wanted to come back in the summer and do like a summer edition. Of I'm, it. Oh, I'm not hell yes. Yeah, I, I would get really into it, and I, I don't mind getting dirty and all of that. I think it would be a lot of fun. But I'm not going to do that at the camp out and then yeah, sit right. there for the rest of the show. If There's he a came difference. back and, yeah. and we had something, you know, yeah. planned, a dedicated and ready to go, place. I would totally do it when it's warm and and it's more cohesive to be outside yeah. doing something like that, I'm all on board. Man. I'm also with like extending it out, you know, throughout the day, you know, round yeah. two, round three, round four, and really make this an event. Yeah, we can work on that. All right, cool. So the Olympics uh, can kiss our asses. <laughs> those Daily Rush videos are up and running, by the way. Uh, Kathy, I know you had wanted to mention, oh, you know what we need? Our holiday activities. Kathy's going to mention a holiday oh. activity. I need the little sounder from our buddy Kyle. Uh, which uh, he is, uh, and he was at Camp Out for Hunger, by the way. He was. Yeah, so uh, let's see. By the way, his his podcast, he gave me the name of it. It's called Tri Jam. Tri Jam. And uh, he's, he's great. That was our original show name. It was. <laughs> yeah. And then we said, you know what, Kyle, you can have it. So uh, time for holiday activities. You did a holiday activity, Kathy? I did, yeah. So I went to the Black River and Western Railroad. So each year we do the train ride. I think we're kind of coming to a close on, you know, Jace's 8 now. So I, I think this might have been the last, uh, like, Polar Express train ride for I, him. I love trains. I know. He might I love be, po- the Polar Express. is awesome. He might be growing out of it a little bit. Um, what, was he bored or uh, no, is he showing bored. signs Can he that? still hear the bell? Just like, well, no, they, they did. Aww. So so this, um, I do a different one each year. This was uh, the one that we picked this year. It was in Flemington, New Jersey. So it was a bit of a drive. Uh, but they do, they, all the kids leave with a bell. Um, it's a little bit more of a quiet train ride. So, you know, if, if something. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I'm saying like they, so they did like a few songs and things like that, but it was a little more laid back. Like some of oh. them you get on the train and it's like, it's crazy. It, it's okay. constantly yeah. going the entire time. So uh, if you like something that's a little more laid back, this was perfect. On this one, Steve says, shut up. <laughs> shut the hell up. Keep it down. We're going to the North, the North Pole. <laughs> uh, Kath, we are doing a holiday activity soon. I- okay. Holiday activity. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever brought this up on your list, but it's this Big light show. It's about an hour and a half away um, near Reading, maybe. Are you familiar uh, with it with a holiday light show? <laughs> uh, is it a light show or is it like a little, t- it's a little town that's all lit up? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, co- co- yes. Yeah. What yeah, is it? Be- begins with a C. Co- or a K. A K. A K. Cozier? Co- yep. Cozier? Cozier Christmas Village. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, that was, I think that was on my list a few years ago. It was. I've, I've never actually been there, Case. Oh, do you want to go with us? No. No, okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Your family seems great, but no, thank you. <laughs> but you're going to be there, and uh, no. Uh, well, let me, Case, let me know how it is, because a lot of people talk about how uh, great it is there. Okay. So this, this, how far is the train ride that you, and how long does it run till? 
Uh, for me, it was. It took me like about an hour to get there. Um, <sighs> it's out like you kind of travel through. Um, we were in like Lambertville at one point. All so right. it, it's it's out that way. Out okay. of Lambertville. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, it's out of Flemington, New Jersey, uh, where you get on, but you go through like Ringos and uh, Lambertville. But it, it and was Polos very. Yeah, it was Georgios. <laughs> for a moment, I just heard Ringo, <laughs> and then you get to Jono's. Jono's. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did the um, Christmas in Wayne last Friday. Right How was that? The camp. Wow. Uh, it was cute. We did a, ho- a horse-drawn carriage ride, which was w- nice. We went around. Man, there's some nice houses in Wayne. Oh, yeah, there where are. They, they kind of took you through the back roads, obviously, because, you know, they had the horses. They had to leave Lancaster open and North Wayne and all oh, that. Oh, look, we... poor people in the sleds. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, it, you know, I guess the people know that uh, that this is happening and that, the, you know, the rides are going to be going through their neighborhood because everything was yeah. so nicely decorated. Oh, that's nice. Little tip, by the way, if you ever want to do the, the carriage, the horse-drawn carriage, uh, if you see it on cobbles stone don't get don't in do it. it no <laughs> do not get in it i did that one time look at that house over there enjoy your parkinson's right you know what they had which i had never seen this before i don't know if this is standard or not i thought maybe it was because it was in wayne and the neighbors didn't want it but they had like a net that was Catching the, the poop. horse's poop. Yeah. Yeah, so no, that's, that's, that's yeah. Really yeah, there's a little yeah. okay. horse bag, and, I, and then you can buy it at the end of the ride. <laughs> right. But there's nothing they can do about catching the pee, and oh. it comes out like a boy, oh, the water. It's like a fire hose. Yeah. Always demand a cathetered horse. Yes. Right. <laughs> well, in Wayne, <laughs> yeah, you know they like to keep the streets clean, so they catheter their horses. Um, and then uh, I know I have a story I want to get to, but did you want to mention something else first? Uh, well, you said so, you're at a high-end store or something like that? Oh, or? do you do you want me to... I, I don't know, or do we save that for later on? It's up to you. No, I, I can tell you. So I, I stopped at the... Uh, I went into the Hermes store at the King of Prussia Mall, you know, in the new area. Is this Very... yesterday? Hermes. <laughs> yeah. Hermes. Hermes. Uh, last yeah. night, yeah. So you did uh, our appearance yesterday afternoon, and then you did the train ride, and you did the mall? Uh, no, so I had I had to run home. No, the, the train ride I actually did uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I just, but I just posted, posted the pictures. Gotcha. Yeah, and I wanted to mention now, it. Hermes was the one that yeah. wanted to be the dentist, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you went in, you had to take a crap, so you went in there to no, use that no, bathroom? No, no, no. No, listen. Oh. I, I went in. I wanted to. Uh, there's there's a bracelet in there that I like, and it's very expensive. And so I, but I wanted to see if um, you can I, steal I wanted it. to check. No, 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 no. I wanted to check out the color, make sure that I actually wanted it. And I thought, you know, if people usually my parents and things like that will give me um, gift cards for Christmas. So okay. I thought if I get enough gift cards, I can go and buy it. But yeah, I want to check exactly. it out. I want to see. That's you know, the way you play it. What color I want and whatever. So uh, I'm in there and I'm waiting. And waiting and waiting and no one's coming. I actually left, right? I left, went, ran, did something else, came back. I thought, okay, they're probably yeah. all busy. Go in, still sit. Now I see somebody who works there and she is completely, you know, she's free. She she can help. Yeah. She's folding scarves and putting them away. So finally I walked up to her. I mean, I had to make eye contact with her, go up to her. And she's like, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, I just wanted to see if I could, you know, see one of the bracelets. And she was like, okay, so we go over. We, and, and I said to her, um, I, you know, sometimes I feel weird about, putting them through this, letting me try them on, and then saying, I'm not buying it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Hold for one second here, because everybody, even on, on the high, in fact, I, I would say higher-end purchasers do more of that than anybody else. Yeah, I, well, I it, know. You know I, and that's part of the deal. So 
Never so feel bad about that. I know. I did, though. So I, And I didn't say that I wasn't going to purchase were, it. I just said I wanted to see the color. I wanted to, you know, check out the price. That you thing. were being pleasant, right? Yeah. So, But I wanted to know the name of the color because I found what right. I wanted, right? And so I said to her, I go, well, what is the what is the name of the color? And she's like, Maroon Glacé. <laughs> I was like, what? Wait, what? Uh, exactly. I was like, what, what, what's the name of the, the color? She goes, Maroon Glacé. And I was like, oh. Okay, great. How do you spell that? I'm thinking in my head, what color is it? I don't even know what she's saying at this point. And she starts to walk away from me. And I'm like, oh, um, you know what? I said, uh, can I just try it on? Because I had seen yeah. the color. So I try it on. Now Let me check your wrist. Well, listen, Steve. I suppose. Steve, yes. So there's a way that you put these on, okay? You have to squeeze them. And then yeah. you, you kind of slide the H, okay? So I put it on. And it made like a click sound. And she's yeah. like, oh. It should never make that sound. Oh. You are doing it wrong. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh my she God. said you're doing it wrong? You are doing it wrong. It should never make that sound. You will break that bracelet. And so she had that tone that you're giving oh, us right my, now, really. I thought I, like, I was a, a on, kid in man. school being sent to the principal's office. And I was like, oh, okay. And she goes, watch how I do it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, watch my God. and learn. Is this happening? What you need to know <laughs> is that I'm so well off. I work at Hermes. <laughs> yeah. Hermes. Hermes. Wait, so then she proceeds to tell me, she goes, if you if you break it, she goes, then it has to be sent to France to get fixed, and it takes Ooh, a the really long time. The country over that big body of water? <laughs> I would have flat out... I would have falcon punched her. Oh, yeah. Steve. Oh, she, she was so snotty. And so I was like overly nice. I said, well, thank you for telling me because if I get this bracelet, I certainly don't want it to be broken and have to send it to France to get it fixed. So I really appreciate you giving me these tips. So then that I didn't sound that nice. So then I take it off <laughs> and um, it makes the click sound again. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. And she goes, did you hear it? <laughs> listen. And so you say, Listen. Why don't you oh take God. it off, dumbass? I was, I was, and then so then I'm leaving. I'm like, one more time. What, what was the name of the color? Marron glacé. Like, <laughs> Marron glacé. Okay, great. Thanks a lot. I appreciate your help. I was in there once, Kathy. I told you, so I was going to get something, um, you know, for for Claire just to see because it, listen, hey. you know, I was starting my 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 shopping and there was something she had mentioned, and I was in there and um, it was the converse situation. They weren't, I would say, pleasant. But their all their ATM, all their um, uh, computers were down, and oh, I'm wow. and I'm like, and they were in a, a panic mode, like they were going nuts because this is the height of holiday shopping. But I've never been back. Be- I mean, that kind of experience will listen. I, God, I don't know. God bless whatever it may. They don't you, care. Bad experience. It doesn't. Whatever the deal is. But you do not. You do. You never treat a customer that way ever. I mean, well, meanwhile, the security guard, when I walked in, he was like, "Hi, how are you? How's yeah. your holiday going? That's Somebody nice. will be with you shortly." The main, the main reason you don't do that, well, number one is just to be civil to other people. Uh, but you don't know who that person is. You do you, not you, know. They, they, they may dress like like a raggedy Ann, like Kathy does. No, yeah, but yeah, that's the like thing. a homeless <laughs> Russian I, woman. I, I, like I was dressed like a slob in sweat. Did you like, offer a swig from your whiskey bottle? Yeah, oh, just an hour. He's really got kind of a kick to it. <laughs> what was that? You want some? Got kind of a kick to it. Like, I like to think that I don't look that awful, but clearly she thought uh, I did. Oh, my God. 
You know what uh, Marron glacé means? Is there some means? sort of sewage leak? <laughs> it's something uh, Seriously. like... Is it like ice cream? Give Maron? my regards to Swamp Thing. Well, Nick, I, I actually thought of you when she was saying that. I'm like, if Maron I could glacé. yeah, if I could mimic this, Nick could probably tell me it, what color it is. It literally means brown ice. Yeah, okay. Mm. Okay. It, and it, what, it's Maron. kind of like a tan color. Which is why they use the French terminology yeah. to make it sound fancy. <laughs> right. Not brown ice. Brown, brown, not brown ice. Dog's turd freezes? <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yep. By the way, it is a cool-looking bracelet. We just saw yeah. the, the video footage of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so I'm going to save up my gift cards and, and hopefully buy it. All right, all right. Glacé. Marron Glacé. Thank you, woman. And, and somebody oh texts in, it sounds like uh, the uh, the movie Pretty Woman. Yeah. You know, where but she goes in. and so Maybe she thought you were a prostitute. Maybe she thought I was a hooker. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm telling you, Preston, that's how she was. A hooker has just entered the store. Yeah. <laughs> but that's how she was pronouncing it. And I'm like, I can't even begin to know what color this is or how to wow. spell it. Or, you know, because I wanted to know the color. So if I go back again, I can. And this ask was yesterday? Them. Yeah. Around what time? Uh, it was in the, maybe like 5.30. Okay. Just curious. Yeah. I'm sure they're hearing this and they know who it was <laughs> at the time. Uh, well, okay. I was in the fragrance section of Macy's oh, we yesterday. we don't listen to shows like that. <laughs> and I was talking to them about, uh, and I don't like speaking with a French accent because, A, I don't know how to speak French, and, <laughs> yeah. B, I feel like I'm saying it wrong. Right. And 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 uh, did I skip B? Anyway, um, <laughs> C, yeah. one of the reasons three. you, don't, you <laughs> don't like speaking French is... <laughs> And three, I feel like I'm. I sound. You're like having I'm, trouble with English. Like I'm trying to sound pretentious. Yeah. Right. So, People that can speak it fluently sound pretentious. Yeah. It, it's just a language where it's like when you speak German, you sound angry. When yeah. you speak French, you sound like a pretentious snot. Right. right. Yeah. So <laughs> I will occasionally use a a dialect to pronounce things, like if I'm saying names or something like that. But that more Latin. Uh, Things I will, I will try to pronounce French. I try not to do. It sounds yeah. But what if we snooty? What if you wear lom? How do you say it? Lom, lom, lom. One syllable. Lom, lom. Yeah. Oh, lom. Oh, lom. Lom. Oh, that makes it better. What about Issa Laurel? There you go. Did I do it? Great. See, you got the fragrances down. Well, sorry you had that experience, Kathy. I'm okay. I thought you guys would think it was funny. It's a fun story, but I love this story better. And you touch on it in the news. Companies tend to, or some do, hand out uh, bonuses around the holidays. Yes. And I thought this was such a great story. Uh, this company, um, it is uh, St. John Properties, and the founder and chairman of uh, this company, called Ed, his name is Edward St. John, wanted to celebrate the company's recent accomplishment. They developed 20 million square feet of office, retail, warehouse, and other spaces across eight states. So they've made a lot of money. Um, the 81-year-old said that he thought it would take 40 years to reach that goal. Instead, they did it in 14, and he wanted to thank his employees for hard work, so he wanted to give them a bonus. And a million dollars didn't seem like it was enough. Neither did five or eight million, he said in the company video. So he landed on a $10 million bonus split of the employees, 198 people. Yeah. And uh, roughly, it's going to average about $50,000 per person. But it depends on how long you worked there. It's a bonus uh, depending on Which how many years. Which is only right. Bonus. But yeah. there was apparently someone who had just been hired last week who got a check. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And some, awesome. I was reading of somebody who was there for 19 years. And I don't know how much they parsed out per year. But in total, it is a $10 million payout to his employees. How cool that is, is that? Awesome. Think, Wait, and did you say he's 81? He's 81. Yeah, yeah. He looks, if you, I don't know if you guys saw the video of him, he looks great for 81 okay. if, if that when was you're him. you're generous, you, you stay younger or longer. When yeah. you're a good person. Well, 
Uh, we have the audio of him announcing to the, the the party, throwing this big party, that this was the case. All right. And, uh, and then the second clip is him announcing the layoffs. Okay, here. No. no. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Those who don't have a red envelope. You're right. no longer with if you the have company. a yellow envelope, yeah. you'll have your exit interview. All right, here we go. Everybody is important in this company, and everybody performs in this company. They really do. And I got to tell you... You're all participating in a bonus based on the number of years of $10 million. And now you can open your red envelope. Oh, wow. So they had one one woman, and she was interviewed on the news, uh, $50,000, $100,000. And um, uh, it reminded us of an experience that we had where uh, the owner of... Y one hundred. The uh, there was one time it was a single owner, uh, and Dan Lerner. Dan yep. Lerner and uh, he, crazy Dan. He gave a like a, a loyalty bonus again. It's a structure on how much time you had been working at the company for yep. some uh, people, and uh, everybody got the same amount of money per year. Yeah, and right? it was so, good. It was yeah. it was like three thousand dollars a year or something wow. like that. And there were some people who had been working there for almost twenty years. Man, it oh was. Oh my gosh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah it yeah. was. It was. We were like, "Whoa!" Yeah. It was it was a big deal. It was so cool, and it was was it right before he sold the company? It was or just, yeah, just he, he knew it was coming. He knew so, it was good, yeah. Uh, so, but but he offered up this really awesome what he called That's loyalty really bonus. Cool. Yeah, it was it was pretty special. And then the next year, you guys got a fruit basket. That yes, <laughs> is when we got it. No, but like uh, we, we knew somebody who immediately down payment on a house. Yeah, I mean, they could yeah. change their life. It well, was what they were waiting for, something like that to happen. And by the way, this company, uh, this uh, St. John uh, Properties, this was on top of their already uh, holiday bonus. Yeah. Uh, so th- so awesome. you were already going to get it this bonus that was regular this. in, yep. and then he added this on top of it, which And is that's cool. what a lot of these people said they were doing. They're paying off mortgages. They're sending their kids to college or paying their, co- their kids' college tuition. But what I loved what he said was that uh, he said, I steer the boat, they run it. And it, without yeah. them, we wouldn't yep. be the company that we are. Yep, so exactly. this, this is like the fantasy that I have of, of winning the Powerball. I would love to. First of all, well, I would, A, you'd like to. A, I'd like to. And then two chicks at the same time. <laughs> um, no. I know many of you are going to want to have two or three women at once. <laughs> and now with the money that you have, you can afford that. Uh, those of you who have only been working for us a short time will probably have sluttier, diseased women. <laughs> While those who have been with us longer will have higher class horns. <laughs> Enjoy your holiday. <laughs> higher class horns. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Merry Christmas. What were you going to say, guys? Uh, if well, you win the lottery, your if fantasy. I, if is... my fantasy is I would hire fish, I would pay them a lot of money to come play a, a private concert. <laughs> You're Nick McCauley. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then I would have all of my closest friends and family there and everybody in attendance would get lots of money and yeah. then i would i would have my own little kitty squirreled away yeah and the, i mean listen if you won 500 million dollars i don't need that i only need 400 of that you know <laughs> no, no. <laughs> listen there, there are so many people who aren't uh, the fact that he did this is, is awesome. a wonderful thing and people say well he's worth this but he did this oh, yeah. are people saying that he, yeah, well people always you look at bill gates makes a massive donation to, well he can afford Yes, I get it. And there are people who, but for everyone who does it, there are those who do not do oh, it. Sure. So yeah. please, please celebrate the oh, kindness. A- absolutely. This is this is their money that they are entitled to, they have earned, and they have every right to keep it and not do anything with it. Yeah. And the fact that they do 
should absolutely be celebrated. It's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Case, do you think Fish would do it? Think they'd play a private gig? Well, so I would, yes, they would, because I would pay them a lot of money, and then I would give a lot of money to all of their charities of choices. Okay. And it's like, well, well I guess you don't like your charity. Well, you know, quite often, um, um, celebrities will play birthday parties Dude, and yeah. celebrations and corporate parties. There's a whole world. Mm-hmm. I know this for, for a while when I was doing stand-up. Uh, you know, I would go. I would go. I'd be hired as a, as a comedian to go do gigs around the holidays. Yeah. But then you'd go do these places where, oh, last week we had, you know, like one of the current major artists of the time perform at an event, and, and that was nothing for a lot of these companies. So yeah. Everybody's got a price tag. Yeah. Uh, I was talking with Danielle, who works at Marriott. We we stayed at the Courtyard by Marriott last week for Camp Out for Hunger, and she was at a, a private event, uh, Steve, a few months ago. The hired performance, Eddie Vedder. Eddie and, Vedder. And it was yeah. it was like Jesus. six or seven songs, and he spoke, and it was... Um, and they love it, by the way. They do. They love going... Yeah. They'll go make the same money they'll make for exactly. a full-blown concert. They can show up with a ukulele. Yes. And uh, and eat five or six songs, and the, to the company, it's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 300 people in attendance, and they get to hang with Eddie for, you know, two hours or whatever. Jimmy Buffett does those. Yes. A lot of people will do those. But I remember one story, though, of someone who did say no... Uh, and it was, uh, who's the actor that played uh, Magneto and uh, Gandalf? Uh, Ian McKellen. Ian McKellen. Yeah. And I think he may have been offered somewhere in the neighborhood of like a million dollars to officiate a wedding yeah. dressed as Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> no. And he right. was like, hold on a moment. <laughs> <laughs> to think about it. Can't yeah. quite bring himself to do that. But yeah, you're, yeah. you're right. But usually people will, will definitely. It's take. great to be here at <laughs> yes. Casey's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it could not get finished. <laughs> uh, people, and I've seen this on the internet, they they often wonder how much coin uh, Clark Griswold was making that he was able to put in a pool with his Christmas bonus. Okay. Uh, because, you know, the pool and all that stuff, you, that's like, that's fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 Christmas well, bonus, it, even in the 90s, he right? Could, he could, now mind you, what the, the deal down is, payment? the down payment, yeah. okay. to, to start the ball rolling, or at least to take care of a portion of it. Um, you know, I, I, who knows? But he was also going to fly everybody in, too. Remember that? Yeah. 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 So he was expecting quite a bit, but he ended up with a Jelly of the Month. In, in the Jelly of the Month. <laughs> in, the world, in that world, occasionally, like my dad worked for a couple of companies where, where um, the the bonus was really a, uh, a a big part of the salary, at least what was expected, okay. you know, where uh, it was not like... Hey, I hope I get one. It's I'm going to get one. Yeah. And what will it be? You so know? part of the almost the agreement from the beginning was, yeah. and you'll if get not this as a bonus on paper. Uh, you know, but maybe I don't know. But I always got the impression that that was like as depicted in the movie. You know, that's the uh, bonus time, and you right, know, right. it's Stallone. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, was that all? Is that my bonus? Yeah. Uh, I already knew they do, and I got a bonus. Uh, here's a uh, text that says, I hope my boss is listening. He's a cheap prick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good luck to you. Uh, let me go to Dave. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Good morning. Bing, bing, bong, bong. <laughs> very, very well done. Bing, bong, bong. All right, Dave. Uh, what do you want to tell us, my man? Uh, I worked up at a factory in Scranton back in the 90s, and if, um, the first year coming up towards Christmas, everyone was talking about how they gave away these giant, you know, baskets full of fruit, and people relied on because there was the canned ham in there, and they really use it, and everyone loved it. We're all lining up for our bonuses that year, and they ended up giving out these cheap gold-plated watches with the company logo on it. 
People were so ticked off. They were smashing in the parking lot, running them over with their cars. Everything. It was so they were just they were just they were cheap. I mean, the, like the gold plating was just garbage. It was you yeah. could clearly see that. It Dave, was a, would it have been better if they just didn't give anything at all? Yeah, it it might have been better because I mean, people relied on the ham. Like people, like the one guy that I worked with was like, "I see like, that's our, that's our Christmas dinner every year." Yeah, that's what we have. Yeah, and he was ticked off to have to go out and get one, but they were just so horribly made. I've I told this like laying around in an attic someplace. But I, I've, I've told this story on the air, Dave, about uh, uh, my first full time radio gig, and I've, I've uh, the world's worst, the worst GM I've ever worked for. Um, he was a nice guy, but he was he was pilfering from the company. He was just doing all every horrible thing he could do. He presents the sales staff uh, with what they initially see. Oh, cashmere scarves. On closer inspection, it's cashmere. (laughs) (laughs) And they're looking, and I can remember looking at the sales pit, and and they're they're looking, what? That's not how you spell cashmere. And it was it was, this, it was just horrible. You know what would be hot it's this year? It's more of an insult. Instead of the cheap gold watch, you get a... Bear watch! A bear watch this <laughs> I'd year. I'd want a bear watch. Yeah. I would love to have a bear watch. Uh, let me go next to Chris. Hi, Chris, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, what's up, buddy? Uh, no, I just wanted to say, uh, I, on my first real legitimate job, I started in September, and they were like, oh, are you still going to get a Christmas bonus? So I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be a little thing here. And when they finally came, I opened the, the envelope, and I had to step back. I'm like, how is this possible? It was like almost $5,600. Whoa! That's, <laughs> let me ask you That's something, a bonus, Chris. man. Once you got that, I mean, you had to feel good about that company, right? <laughs> oh, I said, I'm not going over there. They have to kill me to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, promotes loyalty. And there you go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But after three months, and all of a sudden you get a check that's almost six grand. I know, and I'm thinking, what, what do these managers make, man? Yeah. <laughs> all right, thanks, man. Sometimes it, it works out great. Nice. Sometimes you get a, a real. It really does what it's supposed to do. It makes you appreciative of, of who you're working for. Yeah, and, uh, and you just you're going to do a better job. So, but I thought that was that was really cool. They obviously hit a big milestone uh, that this guy was hoping for, and he you can tell he really loves his his employees, and and he gifted ten million bucks as a bonus uh, for the uh, ten million. Yes, exactly. I would have been dancing around doing that. Sure. If, yeah. uh, if that would have been the case. All right. Uh, listen, we got to take a break because we're going to go live on Fox. Good day this morning. Speaking of millions, 2.6 million pounds of food raised uh, for Camp Out for Hunger this year. We got to thank our friends for Fox 29 because they were there helping to promote the event. So we'll be back with that and the Bizarre File. Make sure you stay with us. Here's your shot, podcasters. We know that you know the show better than anyone. So if you would like to win a pair of tickets to the Christmas Miracle Broadcast, email your name, age, and phone number to podcast at WMMR.com. We'll be contacting the winners early next week, so don't delay. And really, thank you so much for listening. We love you guys. So a couple things going on. Secret text word, chance for you to win tickets to see the record company New Year's Eve show, Tuesday, December 31st. Uh, text word secret, 39333. We'll have a chance to win that way. Now also... Uh, our friends from Marchwood Tavern are here, and it is in conjunction with the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. It's the last one. It's tomorrow night. Nick is going to be at uh, Marchwood Tavern, and you can have $2 Bud Light drafts, $3 Bud Light Platinum bottles, and, uh, of course, that's from 7 to 9. But you could also win some Eagles tickets, some game, yeah. game tickets and autographed Eagles helmet. 
courtesy of Bud Light Platinum. And I'll give you a $25 gift card if you're caller number 16 right now at 215-263-WMMR. So call now. That has to be Cowboys tickets. It know, is, yeah. It's a, the last home game of the season. Yeah, so a game that matters uh-huh. uh, towards the end of the season. And uh, Melissa Kai and Alexa are going to be there with us. Uh, oh, they're two, awesome. Two of the best calendar girls there they're, are. They're great with the, uh, with the crowd. Yeah, the photo booth is set up. It's a really good time. So come yep. out and join us if you can. Uh, Casey, you're looking for the prize sheet. I don't know where it is. It's not. Oh, it's here. right here. There you uh, go. Ben's pointing. Give that to Ben. Go get Please. it. Uh, we're going to be going. Right <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be going live on uh, Fox Good Day in just a moment or two. Uh, but a reminder: we will do before the show is up today uh, some Christmas miracle tickets. Well, I will tell you when to call. And it's not right now because we're giving away something else. But that is a week from tomorrow. We're finally and, taking the show out on the road. Yeah, we're going to get out of this studio. We're just getting yesterday afternoon. We were taking the. We were out at the uh, Xfinity store. We said we need really. We need to get the show out. Oh yeah. my god! Uh, <laughs> but we love doing it. Loads of prizes. It will be next Thursday. So listen up for your chance. Man, you have to be at least twenty-one years of age and available that particular morning. But uh, it's the Miller Lite uh, Ugly Sweater Edition and all the other so details are at WMMR. President Steve. Here we go. I need your advice. Somebody on that uh, website, Reddit, said she needs her relationship saved because she screamed out. Well, she I don't know if she screamed, but she called out her ex-boyfriend's name Ooh. during sex. Ooh. So she's 25 years old. Is there any way to repair this? Well, from what I understand, the ex-boyfriend wasn't holding the camera right. And that was the... Um, <laughs> That was the issue. Uh, uh, no, I, I, that's a tough one to come back from. I, I had it happen to me. Did you? I did have it happen. Were to you me. the screamer or the scream e? I, I was. She'd scream somebody else's name. Wow. Uh, and it was it was pretty funny. We ended up we we dated for a long. It was early on. Okay? Yeah. It was early on that in the helps. relationship. So you could understand it. We we're both pretty lit up too, uh, yeah. if I recall correctly. And so I, I got past it. No problem. What and if, what if it had been your dad's name? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got, Preston, he's got a very unique name. Yes. Is a somewhat unusual name. Preston. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to see if you've gotten over it. Do you remember the other man's name? Yeah, it was Chris. Chris. <laughs> yeah. wow. No hesitation. Uh-oh. Not at all. Oh. And I was, I go, what did you say? And she's like, nothing. And I go, okay. And then uh, we went about our business. <laughs> How do you know? We'll talk awkward. about this later on. How do you know it was a guy? Uh, it's a good question. Yeah, yeah. I did guy. ask her about it later on. Okay. She told me who it was, and it ended up being a guy who she had seen not that long before we started dating. So, yeah. God, that's got to be uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I've done it. You, you had it? What? I said somebody else's name. And what then what happened? Nothing after that. <laughs> <laughs> it sort of killed the evening, did it? It did. Yeah. Ooh. And this went on for a few weeks. Why didn't what? you ask? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you got that yeah. thrown at you a lot. Yeah. It's, listen, it's understandable when, you know, the, the barriers are down. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure you were both on meth. So, no, no, no. <laughs> it's a weird dynamic, right? You know, I, uh, I dated a woman. I, I thought at one point she had maybe formally dated God. <laughs> uh, she kept calling may, his name. May we mm-hmm. jump in here quickly, by the way? Yeah. Justin? I hate to cut our, our topic short, but we want to thank you guys, but you and, and Karen and everybody else that, that, that came in, Alex and, and, all, and, and Jen Fred, who spent a lot of time at the Camp Out for Hunger. Our totals are in. Raised oh. this year. Last year, we raised 1.8 million pounds of food for Phil Abundance. This oh year, my God. this year, 
2.6 million pounds oh, of wow. food. Wow. Yeah. And that's thanks thanks to you guys. Very much so. You were out and supported us so much. And you, you after doing the, the show in the morning, you guys came out and, and uh, rushed over. And it meant the world to us. But this was a, a Herculean take. It was amazing. And $200,000. You were critically responsible for it as well. So thank you well, so much. Yeah. You guys were out there five straight days. My goodness. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank that you. Amazing. We appreciate Doing the support, it, what, 22 guys. years now? Yeah, that was our 22nd one, yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, guys. You. Take care. Have a great day. We'll it. see you later. All right, that's uh, that's cool. But, uh, yeah, they, they all came out, and, and uh, Jen did the, the obstacle course with Kathy. Yeah, and fun. they've come out, you know, when Jen comes out and brings the, the camera, she stays, like, the whole morning. Oh, yeah. she's doing constant cut-ins. Yeah. But the participation in the sumo outfits and that's the great. obstacle course... That's some good stuff. Yep, yeah, Jen fun. may or may not know if she's on TV. <laughs> <laughs> she has no idea what we're doing. She is, and I mean this lovingly, she's such a spaz. <laughs> she's so, it's hilarious to watch her work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's just she's just rapid fire all the time. And that's the way she is yeah. off, off camera, too. She just goes. She goes. She keeps just... posting these pictures on social media, and she'll tag, like, journalism or serious reporter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, The one yeah. of me and her laying on the ground in these fat suits, and she just said, I'm a real serious reporter. <laughs> she's the Bruce Nolan, you know, yeah. like from uh, from uh, Bruce Almighty. Yeah and, yeah, and she she does it great. Nobody does it better. <laughs> there are people who do that and are inc- incredibly annoying. She's she's great. She's yep. got a good sharp sense of humor. Yep, absolutely. All right, let us do the bizarre file. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. <laughs> Brought to you this morning by McGuff Bus Company, and McGuff Bus Company is hiring. Earn industry top dollar, get guaranteed hours, yearly raises, and monthly bonuses. Love where you work at McGuffBus.com. All right, I got some winners for you here today. All right. A Thai man went to wipe his ass after he went to the bathroom and ended up pulling a live, wriggling tapeworm out of his butt. Oh, oh my God. One day after... So he won the contest. After <laughs> dropping his child off at school, uh, Chrisada uh, Raptacum had to poop. And so he was finishing up, getting ready to wipe. However, he could still feel something hanging out of his hiney. It was Dear God. And it wasn't sticky toilet paper. It was, in fact, a massive live tapeworm dangling out of his rear end. In the week prior, uh, Repticum underwent appendix surgery. Initially, he just presumed that it was like a piece of string left over from the surgery or something. Sure, the way they leave string in there. You know, so, however, when he started to pull the dangling thread, he realized it was sticky and stretchy. This wasn't a piece of string. It was a tapeworm. Tapeworms, if you don't know, are flat Ribbon-like worms that can live in your gut if you swallow their eggs or small, newly hatched worms. Now, after pulling this out of his butt, Repticum saw the worm could be stretched to around 32 feet Oh, my God. Well, think of how long your intestines are. After and, holding, and people have had, like, weight loss occur yeah. because of these tapeworms. Uh, after holding it uh, up in his hands, he put it in the toilet, and eventually he flushed it out of sight. Do At pa- the end of it, was there a paper bouquet of flowers? <laughs> Do paper worms... Uh, paper worms. Thank you. Uh, tapeworms end up pooping in your intestines as well? I would imagine that they're conducting... Yeah, I yeah, mean, I that would know. be part of the process, right? Yeah. Uh, I just know that they're disgusting. 
Tapeworms usually cause few or no symptoms. Uh, however, some people do experience pain, diarrhea, nausea, and weight loss as well. How? What is the? Was there any truth to the rumor that years ago they used to, you know, get rid of them by having the person's like cut their food take and hold food towards the mouth and all that stuff? I mean, oh, I would I always know. hear that sort of stuff, and it always seemed like an old wives' tale. I don't know. Yeah. Don't really know. Right. Weird. Uh, A social media influencer has been sentenced to 14 years in federal prison for concocting a scheme to violently coerce a stranger into giving up his web domain name. He's going to jail for 14 years for a web domain name. Mm. The influencer, Rossi Laravio Adams II, went by the name Polo, and he ran a series of accounts across Instagram and other platforms. Wow known as State Snaps, while attending college at Iowa State University. The accounts, which Adams began uh, operating around 2015, typically involved depictions of risky or sexually explicit behavior, often featuring college girls. One account had 1.5 million followers. Adams, however, became increasingly frustrated that he did not own doitforstate.com, a reference to a popular hashtag, which is doitforstate. On social media, the influencer often used it in comments and captions to invoke the type of behavior that he would later post about to millions of fans online. The domain name, uh, carrying Adam's slogan, was in fact owned by a Cedar Rapids guy named Ethan Deo, uh, with whom Adams had no prior affiliation. Adams attempted to purchase the domain domain name over the course of two years, but ultimately failed, as Deo initially had no intention to sell it. And at one point... Deo did offer to sell the name uh, to Adams for $20,000, but Adams felt that it was too high. Instead of giving up on his quest, he turned to intimidation. He sent a gun emoji to one of Deo's friends via text, and he also at one point showed up to the man's door. Eventually, in the summer of 2017, he decided to try more violent in-person intimidation. He hired his cousin, a convicted felon named Sherman Hopkins. Oh, my God. Who then lived in a homeless shelter to break into Deo's home and threaten him at gunpoint to transfer the name. Hmm. Hopkins obliged, showing up at the man's home with a taser and a pistol while disguised with a pair of pantyhose over his head. For a domain name. And black sunglasses on his face. Hopkins also had a list of uh, detailed instructions for how Deo could transfer the name to Adams. Deo ended up wrestling the gun out of Hopkins' hands after being shot once in the leg, whereupon he shot Hopkins numerous times in the chest. Both men survived. Hopkins was ultimately sentenced to 20 years in prison, and Adams, a guy who started this whole thing, got 14 years. Uh, he was only just sentenced this week, by the way. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. That's nuts. Well, uh, Peloton, of course, you know the ad now. Yeah, the whole very thing controversial ad. Well, in response to that ad, NFL Network's Jane Slater tweeted that she was not offended when her ex-boyfriend gifted her a Fitbit. Some people saw the Peloton thing as as an insult of sorts. Uh, But her Fitbit did not offend her until it revealed that he was actually cheating on her. Oh, no. An ex-boyfriend once got me a Fitbit for Christmas, she tweeted. I loved it. We synced up, motivated each other, didn't hate it until he was unaccounted for at 4 a.m. and his physical activity levels we're spiking on the app. Man, oh you really God. burned a lot of calories at 1 a.m. Wish the story wasn't real. The NFL reported a reporter made sure to clarify that her former partner was not getting an early morning workout at the gym. Oh, she man. said, spoiler alert, he was not enrolled at an Orange Theory class at 4 a.m. Uh, so she busted him through the Fitbit because at 4 a.m., he was spiking all the same. People forget those things are synced up and yep. with cloud technology and all that. Yeah, yeah. All right, and do I have time for one more? Do one more. Is a home run. Do it. A woman who hopes to achieve the world's fattest vagina 
admits that her plastic surgery procedures have their drawbacks. Like what? The wannabe blow-up doll, who goes by the name Mary Magdalene, says that she's battled health complications as a result of her cosmetic ops. The 24-year-old says intimate injections have caused her to, quote, swell up down there. But despite these issues, she doesn't regret spending $100,000 on her surgery transformation. So is she herself, like, morbidly obese? I don't know. Uh, This is probably because the vagina operation has had a positive effect on her social life. Mary plans to share pictures of her fattened vagina once the area heals up. Oh, God. Oh, no. We're looking at a picture of her. Describe, please. Her crotch looks like the plant from a Little Shop of Horrors. It's while, like the biggest camel toe you've ever seen. While she's on the road to recovery, the Canadian influencer is still facing complications. By the way, her lips and boobs are really blown up, too. No, the rest of her looks like a girl next door, kind of average look. She said, it's a lot better than it was. However, I have, have, got, have complications with the fat, so I will need to keep getting vagina injections to even it out. I'm worried about one side because it keeps growing, and I think it's probably from the swelling, but the doctor told me not to worry, so I'm trying to relax. Uh, She said, thankfully, (laughs) it hasn't all been doom and gloom for the fetish model. She says the surgery has helped her feel more confident and creative. Preston, when she's in court arguing a case, what do the people think about this? Uh, she said, I feel more confident naked, and I love showing it off in in clothes. My favorite type of cleavage is now my camel toe. Although when I bend over, it looks like I have a ball sack. She says. I mean, it looks like Homer Simpson's lips. Honestly, uh, yeah, it's it, it. You're exactly right. She said I've been making paintings with my vagina. It looks, so like, a, it looks like a game of Pac-Man. She's been making paintings with her vagina. Huh. Uh, so this surgery has really inspired me to be more creative as well. Like Bob Ross stuff, or still lives, or what? I don't know. Mary adds that her vagina surgery has also improved her sex life. Previously, she revealed that she enjoys looking like a quote bimbo. Uh, she said, my first stop was a boob job. I was working as a stripper since I was 17, and I've always loved the fake bimbo look. Oh, my since God. Since then, she's had three nose jobs, 20 dental veneers, and countless lip and cheek fillers. She also braved the surgeon's chair for three boob jobs and a trio of Brazilian <sighs> butt lifts. And despite her recent complications, the Instagram star doesn't plan on giving up her obsession anytime soon. She wants the world's fattest vagina. Her her goal is to do QVQA, Preston. QVQA? Yeah. Quad... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, maybe she'll get there. All right, and there you go. That should be filed this wow. morning. Uh, we are going to take a break, but not before <clears throat> we invite you to the Preston and Steve Christmas Miracle. Oh, yeah. It's a week from tomorrow. Yeah. Miracle. How magical. Yeah. Uh, so this is going to be at Parks Casino in the Excite Center, our second year doing it in the Excite Center, which is this huge, beautiful venue Lights. I mean, the whole setup. It's. I mean, they have. You know, Elton John plays there. I mean, it's. It's, it's very theatrical. In yeah. fact, the dressing room where they have everything set up uh, is actually his uh, dressing room by his design. Correct. So we would like to invite uh, five callers, starting with caller number twelve. Wow. Two one five two six three WMMR. That is a number. Call right now. We'll put you on our list. The only requirements are requirements are you have to be able to be there starting at six a.m. next Thursday. You have to be at least twenty one years of age. And uh, you can bring a friend. Only you will have your name go into the. We, we literally have this big roller, this big drum that we put the names in, and then we draw them out randomly. Uh, but only you will be qualified to do that. Now there are other prizes you can win through the course of the morning too, and anybody can do that. So two one five two six three WMMR. And keep in mind, you have to know the show. It's a trivia question about the Preston and Steve show. Trivia show. Tri- trivia contest, I should say. 
about the uh, Preston and Steve show. So keep that in mind as you are calling in to be there for the party. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. We'll have actress Julie Haggerty joining us in a little while and more. Stay there. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. Hey, it's Preston. Thank you to Jack Frost Mountain for sponsoring today's podcast. Jack Frost and Big Boulder ski areas are officially open for the season. And WMMR's Day Off on the Slopes with Pierre and Jackson is coming up soon. It's January 10th. Get your discount lift tickets at WMMR.com while supplies last. JFBB, where the snow comes first. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. People ask me all the time, what does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, maybe this is the reason. At my store, we don't play pricing games. We wouldn't treat our friends like that. We only have one price. One place, one price. Come to my store and feel the difference. You'll have fun buying a diamond for somebody you love. Steven Singer Jewelers. One place, one price. 888-I-HATE-STEVEN-SINGER. Online, IHateStevenSinger.com. And our flagship store at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before I get to Casey's topic, because he's just walking in the studio, but uh, I, I saw this little blurb on uh, on PrestonandSteve.com, uh, and it was about uh, Vanna White hosting Wheel of Fortune. I finally did watch that. Yeah, night. yeah. And uh, Vanna's a little stiff. She is a little oh, stiff. Oh, really? Well, she's not very dynamic. Oh, no. But she's it's, never it's been. okay. She's never done it. She freely yeah. admits she's never actually... That's not her job. Right, yeah. right, right. And so... While I'm watching it and going, okay, this is not so great, I'm also going, hey, that's really cool that she's doing it. Yeah. Because it's, listen, hosting a thing and keeping it entertaining, speaking from a little bit of experience, <laughs> uh, it's it's not as easy as you think it is to try and, well, to use inflections in your voice as I'm doing right now, yeah. like Bill Weston <laughs> and uh, the bell. Uh, to keep things from sounding flat. Uh, and if you're not used to doing it, it can, or if you don't have that, just ability, then it it can come off as boring, and robotic, stiff and robotic. Mm-hmm. And she's that's just who she is. It's not what she does. She touches letters and flips them around and talks to Pat at the beginning and the end, and that's it. She was doing like uh, for, to get the job done while Pat's away, and it makes sense. Everyone's yeah. comfortable with her. Uh, she did a lot more, you know, she had a lot of teleprompter reading. The game is such that you there are long pauses where you're not having to really uh, engage the contestants, um, but. Um, uh, like last night, she loosened up a little bit more. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's the exchange. Pat just has these. There's just a couple things he says. Oh, do you like diving? Well, and he'll have a, a throwaway comment. She right. doesn't have that, and that's that's exactly uh, that's what I noticed. Okay. So, like at the end, when uh, you know, I, I watched the, the the final puzzle, and yeah. the person got it wrong. And Pat kind of lightly consoles him. Yeah. And says, well, you know, you, you ended up getting this. He's using his, these tones of voice, which right. is very soothing. Mark Summers is the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just, there's a certain ilk, a certain type of person that has that type of comforting ability or a light bit of humor to segue sure. and things like that. She and just sent them on their way. She's just, yeah, she she's actually like, said, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she said, well, you know, you won some, yeah. you know, but uh, as a It's pet, not my fault. It's, yeah. <laughs> Look, you're so stupid. Yeah. I knew what it was. I don't know if you couldn't guess it. Why are you playing the game? Yeah. Isn't it amazing, though? I mean, you would think that she has been on there that long and has worked by his side for that long that she could step in, but really, I mean, and I almost she think is. the same thing for us. But like, she commented, I saw yeah. an interview with her, and she goes, I don't listen to Pat. She goes, I don't, I don't, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. I'm not paying attention to what he's doing over there. On a mechanical level, <laughs> she's getting the job done. Yeah, but you're, yeah. but to Kathy, to your point, there's just things that he, that, and it's, 
maybe Pat would have a hard time doing what she does. For it's sure. Impossible. You don't need to beat up on her. I think yeah. some people yeah. are beating up on her. She, you know, he has 30 plus years of practice of doing this and, and you learn how to do, uh, you know, do it well over that amount of time. Uh, I was really glad to, two nights ago because the final contestant won and she, I don't know if you saw Steve, but it was this woman, Rachel, that we're watching yep, yep. And, and she was emotional. She was crying and Aww. it was, I was really happy to see a winner on Vanna's first night. Yeah. Uh, well, by the way, why do they pick that random amount of, what is it, $32,000? Oh, 37? 37. It's the 37th year for a wheel. Oh, is that uh, it? That's what it is, All yeah. right. So, yeah, reason behind it. And how does uh, Mickey and Minnie, how do they make their eyes uh, blink? There's an animatronic aspect inside the costume. Oh. Uh, that's my understanding. Because Some... Minnie is doing Vanna's job this week. Minnie Mouse is uh, turning the letters. Actually, she's not oh. even turning the letters. She's just pointing at them. Minnie I is know. currently undergoing, she wants to have the world's largest mouse vagina. I see. <laughs> and uh, You made it weird. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, Nick, they stopped turning them like a long I know. time ago. Vanna just goes up and yeah, touches just, them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But Minnie doesn't even do that. All right, so. Look at a costume. Uh. There was uh, an, an important thing that happened in Casey's life on this date, uh, and I don't know how you remember it being on this date and and whatever. But when, how long ago was this? It was twenty years ago today. Twenty years ago today, and you told a particular band to play. Yeah. No, no the uh, the well, thing was so important to you when you said it in the commercial break that I'm like, oh. Well, it really clearly had an impact on you. What was it? Well, all right. So, first of all, I didn't just know this. Uh, my brother and uh, best friend Jeff, who are my fish brothers in arms, uh, <laughs> they uh, they sent me uh, a link to uh, a fish concert that we went to on this day 20 years ago. So, fish played at the Core State Spectrum, rest in peace, uh, on uh, December 11th. And this particular day was important to me because me... And Trey Anastasio locked eyes for at least 15 seconds during a jam. And okay. Really? Oh, and, and you could dismiss and, it, Kathy, oh. but as he was telling me the story yeah. it, first and telling us the story, yeah. it clearly yeah. stuck with you. And, yeah. and you, you described it as he was he was jamming away, and it, he was just... Like even though his body was moving, he was looking directly at you. Yeah, my no, only... and I don't hold on. I don't. I wasn't dismissing it. No, no. I, 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 I was heard... just thinking, like, really, like, did he really? Or are you sure he wasn't like just looking over your head? Listen, he you could... did entertain that possibility. Well, yeah, he could have been just looking in my general direction. <laughs> um, but you think you? Locked where up. were you? Were you like in the front row? We were. So this is the question I have too, and, and I'm not asking anybody to call up, but. Uh, my brothers and and Jeff were saying that we were sitting page side, but uh, page side is a uh, stage left, and we were sitting. My locking eyes was definitely Mike's side, which is uh, stage right. So I don't know if they switched sides at some point during their uh, their touring careers. But um, what was your question, Kath? Uh, oh, are you sure so, he wasn't just looking in your my general question direction? Was how, how close were you? All right, so we were. I mean, side stage. Um, like side side stage, and we were—I don't even know—just uh, a few rows up, maybe ten, fifteen rows up, or whatever. So we were still pretty damn close. Now, I was also wearing children's sunglasses. Children's sunglasses. Uh, my friend John had a child out of wedlock at the time, and uh, and so <laughs> we were in his car parked next to us, and um, and so he had sunglasses in there. I was under a substance that didn't, uh, while under this influence, I didn't want to lock eye with anybody, right, right, so right. I put sunglasses on. But I also, do you guys remember when I had the frizzy afro thing? Yes, I do. So I had crazy, like, hair and children's sunglasses. So that's why I think maybe he, he saw me in the crowd, and he was jamming out, and we definitely locked eyes, okay. and um, and he was just shredding, and 
the more, like, the longer we locked eyes, like, the more I got into it and, like, the harder he jammed. And, like, then I've heard them say over time, like, you know, um, over the years that, like, they really do get energy from from the crowd. And so we were just, you know, Jim, now listen, it could have just been, you know, my general area, but. But you remember it. But I remember it. You remember it. it. Mm -hmm. So were your friends, you know, because obviously your brother and and Jeff had, had texted you about this. Yeah. Did you tell them that this was going on, or was there a glow about you that both of them stood to the side and were oh like, "Oh my God, he's staring at him! Mm-hmm. Look at that! They're he connected. is the one." Yeah. Okay. Um, what does it say? You're so, reading the text. No, I'm reading the text. By the way, Kathy, what do you mean we don't have any phones? I just we don't have any phone lines. Rod- Rodney just sent an email company yeah. wide saying we're having phone issues uh, oh. in the offices and in our studios. Well, we oh, don't need phones yeah. to, to talk to, figure to out what's people. Going on. Man, Please, if gonna... you have a story that relates, send us a postcard. Well, you're going to have to text it. Actually, yeah, yes, that's yeah. the only thing we can do. That kind of sucks. Okay, but go ahead, Case. Um, no, but like all of this stuff that I was relaying, I, I, you know, I'd said to those guys, oh, my God, that was the day that we locked eyes. And then, you know, then the conversation is um, is corroborating everything. They, re- You know, we, we recall everything about that particular night. As a matter of fact, there was sometimes fish fans. I love them. But during the concert, sometimes they can be the worst because they don't care about your personal space. And there were two people in particular who were trying to use our seats with monster jam tickets from like a week before and i was and they're like nope it says right here row five seat six i'm like it says monster jam get out of here and they and they wouldn't go and i was like i so now you know i gotta be a jerk and go like get somebody to to make them leave or whatever so that was on that particular night as well so you went over in your children's sunglasses and got somebody in security to help <laughs> no you out? i don't no. want to have to bust your ass but i will uh-huh. no eventually they ended up leaving but um, but, you know, I had relayed the story, and then, Preston, you said that you locked eyes with somebody at a concert. Yeah, I did. And, by the way, a lot of people are, are texting in and asking how you could lock eyes wearing sunglasses. Well, my eyes were locked on him. His <laughs> eyes were locked on my sunglasses. <laughs> right. Okay, so he, you had no, your he eyes on him. He had eyes on sunglasses. Not looking at you at all. <laughs> I did have a moment. There was one moment. And, I, and I've had, you know, a, a rock star on stage, somebody playing guitar, just kind of look and, you know, nod or whatever that may be. And that's part of what they do. They're playing yeah. to the crowd. But I do remember one that was pretty impactful to me. I was, I had to have been, I, I think I was about 16 years old, because I think I was driving at this time, um, and I'd gotten tickets to see Rush. I had waited in line when you used to have to wait in line to get seats, and I got second row. I, I got, I had the lottery. I got chosen very quickly. I'm like, boom. Oh, my God. Second, second row, row. Second row. I mean, the best seats I could get. And, to the best of your knowledge, once in a lifetime. Yeah, and so I was uh, split right between Neil Peart's, uh bass drums and you know he's a god to me he's yeah just, at that time it was just you know uh, unbelievable so and i was like i was like 16 years old like i said and i forgot i even forgot who i was with but whoever it was we decided to spark one up you know which is you could freely do that at concerts back in the day i mean people were literally passing around bongs and it was no big deal and so i'm sitting there he hands me the he hands me the bone <laughs> and i'm lighting it and right as I look up to the stage, I look at Neil, and he is staring directly at me. Oh. As I'm a, a teenager, a young kid, lighting a joint. So the, it lights. Uh, the, the audience at this time, relatively dark, right? No, the, the lights weren't trained on the audience, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the, it was light. In yeah. the, there, there, were, there were lights on the stage, but I was so close, they could clearly see several rows. Out. Right. And uh, and he is <clears throat> playing, and, and Neil has a very intense look. Right. It's, there's nothing... Fun or exciting about it, it's very intense. And so he, we'd lock eyes 
for just a handful of seconds, and I felt shame and embarrassment. Oh, no. He gave you the dad look? Well, I mean... You, I, here's your idol, and you I'm felt a, you were less than... I'm a teenager, yeah. and I'm, I'm smoking weed... What do you do, ...at his son? show, and that's what I felt. <laughs> what do you... Oh, what Stop, stop, stop the music. Stop yeah. the music. This young man right here, what's your name? Yeah, I... I felt it, it. I kind of felt that you know how you feel the blood drain, oh. uh, and and it's Preston Neil. <laughs> Preston, huh? <laughs> Put down that wacky weed and get right. The dude's a total weed smoker, by the way. <laughs> Don't do what I do. And do what you should be doing. Get into broadcasting. It's savor life. Have you ever tried Girl Scout cookies? Now those are some of the best tasting little morsels. In the world. Ever had. <laughs> in my entire life. In my entire life. <laughs> and I felt the need to eat pizza, too. Mm-hmm. But I, it was it was wild. It, it affected me for the rest of that show, for the rest of my life, because I still remember it. And Did I was always... That isn't that wild that you yeah, felt you burned that down at the end? Are you kidding me? My fingers hurt after that, because I got burns on the end of them. That you felt a bit of disdain from... I did. Yeah, from uh, Neil Peart. If I ever get a chance, and I won't, uh, to speak to him, to yeah. have an interview, I will relay that story to oh, him. Oh, the pothead. Oh, yeah. Mm. Back in St. Louis, I remember that show. It was on the Grace Under Pressure tour yeah uh but uh but i'd always felt embarrassed about that and i'm i'm sure he you know i mean listen these these people you if for you it's a very special moment for them it's another day at work it's insignificant yeah yeah all right i got one okay uh so uh marissa and i got to go to see the stones five or six years ago and this is top five concerts of my life and somehow marissa and i landed front row seats I've never had front row seats before at a concert, and uh, they have the tongue that comes out yeah. uh, into the audience, and the band will come out, and Mick comes out, and Keith comes out, and, and they have several sets where they come out into the audience, which is pretty phenomenal. At some point later in the show, Pierre was there as well, Pierre and Jackie, Bam Bam, and Pierre came down, and he was standing next to me. I, I think Marissa was still there, but I don't remember exactly, because it was this was a moment for me and Pierre and Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger is up on stage. He's nary 10 feet away, right? And uh, to my right and Pierre's right, a very attractive woman starts to walk by. And a knockout. Yeah. Somebody that you wouldn't miss. So I look at this woman. Pierre looks at this woman. Then Mick Jagger looks at this woman as she's walking by. And all of this is much shorter than the story that I'm telling you. Right. You know, it's it's, it's a moment caught in time. Five seconds total. Right. Mick sees her, (laughs) looks right at me and Pierre. And does this little nod, this knowing nod of how attractive, of how hot yeah. this woman was. In, he just walks by. Hey, I saw her too. I saw her too. Right. And then he goes about the rest of his day, and the rest of his day, the rest of the concert. And, and, and you know, it's a moment that for him is. Right, it's right. A Stop the music. Stop the music. You have an enormous head. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was looking no, at. But I, you would know that moment when yes. you, when a guy, when there guys was no mistake. Boom. Steve, you and I have had moments like that, right? Yeah. Like, we'll see somebody's attractive, we'll walk by, whatever, and we're like, oh, mm. look at that. And that's part of the deal. It's and, sort of an acknowledgement. But it was me and Pierre and Mick frickin' Jagger seeing a woman all at the same time I and bet you it's, it. I bet you it's authentic. Do you think instead of that knowing look was, yes, I see her too, it was actually saying to you guys, I'm going to have her six ways to Sunday <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. after yeah. the show. I, yes, she's mine, and yeah. you will never touch her. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Preston. Yeah. By the way. What? You and Neil Pierre. Shared that look on July 2nd, 1984. <laughs> you looked up when that show had occurred. It was in the summer, wasn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. July, what was that? Yeah, yeah. July 2nd, All 1984. Right. Yeah, because I was working my first summer job at McDonald's that year. Yeah, see if there's right. any picture of that moment. Uh, uh, yeah, see yeah. if that Go exists. to Rush.com. Uh, look under moment with Preston. Well, I right. want to look up the date that uh, Marissa and I and Pierre were at June 18th, 2013. Wells Fargo Center. Oh, okay. I want to look to see if there's a video of that concert. There is, yeah. A bunch of people post, uh, posted stuff online, YouTube and whatever. See if you can find that moment in All time. Right. <laughs> uh, let me go to a couple of calls here. Our phones are working now. Yay! I will go to Dina. Hi, Dina. Good morning. Hi, Diana. DMC from Trenton. Oh, hey! Trenton! Trenton! What's up, Deanna? Okay, so back in 87, I'll make this short. Me and my girlfriend did seven Bon Jovi concerts in 87, Slipper One Wet Tour. So we stole a real Slipper One Wet sign, brought it to the spectrum. I think we went like the seventh row, somewhere around there. Wrapped it up in a poster of Bon Jovi. And when they came out on stage, I ripped that cover off and held that sign up. And John looked me dead in the eyes, pointed at Oh, we just lost, lost her. Oh, excuse my language. <laughs> oh, well, you, oh, you, well, self beeped, you self-deleted yourself, so that's cool. So, so he, he pointed, right? He pointed at me. He pointed at me. Said that's cool. And then later that night, if you remember the spectrum, the ramp where everybody exited—that's where we parked. Yeah. We followed them in a van to uh, Pat Gino's pass, and it was Richie, Chico, and John, and some girls. And they actually led us on the van. And of course, none of us had a freaking marker. We only had a pen, but they did autograph it, and I do have that to, to that have that. Till this day. Wow, that, that's oh, actually right. probably in the fan world of buying Bon Jovi. That's probably worth a decent amount of cash. Yeah, All right, that's and, cool. Yeah, you can you can barely see the signature. I covered it with, with clear nail polish. Yeah, ah, nice. All right, thank cool. you, thank that's you, cool. Deanna. So that went thank from you. you know having the, the moment that you think you have to actually an encounter, later yeah, on, which yeah. which uh, happens. But but it's pretty wild when you just think that there's. Uh, they were looking at me. That was we mm-hmm. we shared we could we connected for a moment there. So uh, Amanda, who is a former calendar girl, a longtime friend of the President Steve show, she was at a Broadway show and Tom Hiddleston was performing, oh, yeah. and she posted over this weekend that um, she believes that Tom Hiddleston locked eyes with her for about ten seconds, and. You know, when they're looking into a crowd, you don't know. I mean, you know, anybody's ever performed on stage. There's sort of a general thing. You kind of look yeah. into a spot and lock, yeah. and, and everyone in that general area thinks you're looking at them. And a lot of times, the the lights are so bright on the you stage can't see. that they can't yeah. see beyond the light. But sometimes, yeah. and if you've been up there, certain certainly situations, especially in the f- front rows, yeah, uh, you can lock eyes and, and make contact. Yeah, it's uh, it, it definitely there. There are times when when and some people do stand out. Like they, you know, you you they they will definitely look right at you. But for the most part, they're looking in a general area, and uh, you know, giving the thumbs up or whatever it may be, or getting you to make some noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go to Christian. Hi, Christian. Good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you guys. We were sorry, buddy. What's up? How are you? Christian from Newark, Delaware. Yeah, so uh, back in the 90s, we uh, went to one of those mega concerts over at the Twitter Center. I, don't, I forget what it was at the time. Twitter. Oh, wow. Twitter. Yeah, Instagram yeah. Uh, Pavilion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were seeing No Doubt as one of the groups, and uh, Gwen Stefani came out and handed my buddy a rose, literally gave it to him. And then about two years after that, we were at another big jam, and uh, it was the Fugees. Wow. And Wyclef came out, and uh, 
got on a, a set of chairs right in front of us, me and my buddy. His crotch was literally right in my buddy's face. <laughs> we joke to this day about how we could have just punched him in the nuts. And been <laughs> you could have killed the concert right there. Well, that That's also another level where they go out into the stage or they crowd surf and you get your hand on a major rock star or, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Nice. Those, You know, something something there is that one level where, okay, they're up on stage. We just locked eyes. And then there's something like access. Well, you know what? And if you're close enough, and if you say something, sometimes they will hear you and respond back. I did have that happen one time. Now, listen, this is not a big star by any stretch, okay? okay. <laughs> so I went to a Rod Stewart concert. Rod Stewart's huge. Well, it wasn't Rod Stewart. Uh-oh. It was the opening act. <laughs> 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 opening for Rod Stewart was a girl I had a total crush on. Patty Smythe. Oh, I love yeah. Patty Smythe. Oh my God, I was in love with her. Yeah, and, and uh, she came out. And it was on like a comeback tour or something. Like she had she had a hit with uh, Don Henley. The sometimes love just ain't yes. enough. And uh, so it was on that tour. She wasn't with Don Henley, but anyhow, and she came out and I had front row seats. Blah blah blah. And so uh, it's the Leverage. opening. Act, so things are kind of quiet. Yeah. And she comes out and she says something, and, and I just go, "You look beautiful." And she goes, thank you. Well, like, hey, we had a connection. Yeah. Well, she responded. She did. So, Would you it... like a hit? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Neil loves this stuff. <laughs> but, uh, You're the pothead Neil told me about. Is this Patty you... Smith or Patty Smythe? No, this not Patty Smith. I'm sorry. This is Patty Smith, right? This is Patty Smith. You said Patty Smythe. Yeah. Patty Smythe was... Uh, yeah. she, she, Name the, her hits. Uh, well, she was in uh, she was in Scandal, so they did The Warrior oh. and oh, Goodbye yes. to You, right. and, and and she uh, had sort of a, a an, an alt, a little bit pop princess look to her. She's just really pretty. Yeah, uh, I always thought. But but anyway, yeah, no, not 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 Patty Smith. Hey, you want to tug on my armpit hair? <laughs> yeah. um, you uh, you look great today. You're lying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what what's the lyric? How does it go? Uh, Doom with the balls of heartache. What did she yeah. say? Oh, yeah, yeah. Doodling with the balls of heartache. Doodling with shooting at the walls of heartache. Doodling with the balls of heartache. Bang bang. I, actually, I am the urologist. I, I actually did meet her. It was at a uh, uh, um, uh, uh, CD. It was at a release. Okay, so I was I was a music director of a radio station, yeah. and uh, the girl I was dating at the time just jokingly. Uh, she, uh, Patty Smythe came over to talk to us, and she goes, hey, bang, bang. And she did this little gun <laughs> oh, motion. Oh, no. To her, and, and Patty goes, yeah, bang this. <laughs> but she said it, and she was cracking right, up. Yeah, she, yeah. she thought it was funny. But anyway, she was a nice person, <laughs> and she was beautiful. All right, let me go to... <laughs> Thank you. Oh, let me, let me go to this call. This is interesting. I'll go to Scott. Hi, Scott. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, man? Sorry to bother you guys at work. It's all good. What's your so, story? I got a story about players. All right, I'm like a freshman in high school, and I'm, like, idolizing these seniors I never get to talk to. And one of them finally comes up to me and says, hey, we're going to see Slayer in uh, Brooklyn. This was the Show No Mercy tour, so this is, like, what, mid-'80s, early-'80s? We go up there. It's, I'm pretty sure it was CBGBs. I'm not 100% sure. We get in there. They're playing. Me and my friends are too to get up by the stage, so we're back by the back wall. My, the guys who took us are up pressed against the stage. They're playing, and Carrie King looks down at one of the guys who took us and is, like, motioning towards his tremolo bar. And the guy reaches up and touches, tremolo, touches his tremolo bar. Right. He's like, okay, he wants me to do it. 
So that's a that's a whammy bar yeah, for those yeah. who don't know. Oh, okay. Go ahead. The whole crowd, and I don't know if you guys remember on that tour, like Kerry King had like he was all decked out in spikes and big boots and everything. Okay, Kathy's so the Slayer we, fan. Yeah. So what what happened, Scott? What happened? Kerry King kicks this kid in the nose, breaks his nose, blood everywhere. That means he likes you. <laughs> he really likes you. Yeah. So what? So, so do you gather that he did not want him to want him to touch the tremolo yeah. bar? Yeah, that's what we survived. <laughs> after consideration. So he didn't want to go to the hospital. All right, we stayed for the, they stopped for a little bit. Security pulled him out. We're over by the bar. At the end of the show, they all come over to us. Samurai is like, I am so sorry. Carrie was really drunk. Really belligerent. Carrie comes over. He's like, I, 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 I have no words. I, I'm really, really, really sorry. It was, I was, I'm like a freshman in high school. I'm so, like, my mind is blown, and I'm standing there with Blair. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? So, <laughs> That's actually that pretty cool. cool. Yeah, That's a, a pretty a, cool the story. Go, yeah, there's no words on it. Uh, yeah, and the fact that, that you're, you know, he's a freshman and he just sees his Penguin buddy Slayer. get kicked in the face by the guitar <laughs> from Slayer and the band comes over and apologizes <laughs> later on. It's cool that they did that. Yeah, yeah. Not kicking him in the face, but the apology afterwards. And you never know, man, what, uh, I mean, I mean if, if you go past that, 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 uh, that un- that invisible barrier yeah. that is the stage and where they might react and, and freak out on you. But uh, uh, let me go to a couple more calls here. We were talking about Casey. If you're just tuning in, Casey had a moment 20 years ago today. He'll never forget it. No. He was wearing children's sunglasses at a fish show with a big afro. <laughs> and he and Trey. It blended right in. Locked eyes. <laughs> For 15 seconds. At least. And yeah. it was the best Sneak and Sally uh, that they've ever done. I, That's the in, song they were playing? In my in my opinion, that was the best Sneak and Sally that wow. they've ever done. Okay. All the more special. Uh-huh. So we are just talking about that moment when you think you made a connection while an artist was on stage. I'll go to uh, Angela. Angela, good morning. Hi, how are you? Good. What's up, Angela? So, um, like anyone who went to college in the late 90s, my girlfriends and I were obsessed with the Dave Matthews Band. (laughs) And we went to like 8 million concerts, traveled all over, and we found out he was going to be playing the acoustics tour at some universities. And we slept out for two days to get tickets. Um, He played for 1,800 people at Bloomsburg. And we were, I'd say, like the sixth row. And during one of his stories, as you know, before he sings, he told the story about the song and how he wrote it for a girl who broke up with him. And my girlfriend yelled out, her loss. And he looked at us, and he was like, well, I don't know about that. Oh, I so responded. he directly responded. responded. Okay. Get out. So we we basically died. Um, my girlfriend died. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was obviously pre-internet days, so we searched all over and found the bootleg of it. And we used to play it on a CD over and over and okay. over. Okay, so to that side. could you hear yeah. her, or could you just hear Dave's yeah. response to her? You could, you could hear both. You could hear, hear her cool. clearly say, "I don't know about that," and he he said, or she said, "Her loss," and he yeah. was like, "I don't know about that." And then like the whole crowd laughed. It was basically one of the greatest moments. Ever. Right, so <laughs> yeah. after you have the audio, yeah, I'm going to see if we can find the audio. Um, so what was Bloomsburg? What year? What song? So it probably was 99 or 2000. It was the winter. It was during the college tour. Yeah, it was, it was 99 because um, you did Bucknell right after you did yeah. Bloomsburg. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and what song? I'm um, sorry. You know, she'd be, she's probably, she would kill me for not knowing the answer to what song, but you know, four kids later, my brain isn't what it once was. <laughs> well, you, sure. you, you, you probably, <laughs> tell me you have the, the, the file stored like an MP3 or something, right? You held on I, to it. I have a disc somewhere in my basement. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It used to be a big deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it wasn't pretty. Yeah, yeah. Well, same, that same concert, a girlfriend of ours was working backstage and his guitar string broke. And she got it out of the trash and, like, divided it up amongst all of us. <laughs> sure. So we all got a piece of it. And, you know, we hung it in our in our college room. Yeah, I could see that. You know. That's how important yeah. it is. That's how important it when is. you go to, an, to a show like this, to Casey, for Trey, for you, Neil Peart, and... and uh, you yeah. know, I mean, these are moments yeah. that are frozen in time, and, the, and they are memories that you will... Half for the rest of your life. It's funny, though, Angela, because sometimes artists hate that type of thing, you know, and especially at an acoustic show, they don't care for it when when people yell out. And sometimes there's audience interaction, but I remember that tour and Dave not wanting a lot of audience interaction on it. Yeah. Yeah, but he was was really cool. I mean, he didn't didn't poo-poo anything. I mean, I will say, like, we went and saw Adam Sandler. Like, Blinks around that time got a lot of really cool shows, and we saw Adam Sandler, and he was not a fan of the audience. The audience (laughs) just wanted him to sing songs. And everyone had probably had a few cocktails before, and he was just like, you know what, you all, I'm just going to sing some songs and get out of here. Yeah, but uh, it's different when you're really cool. when you're speaking to the audience. Yeah, and yeah. they're talking yeah. back. That's yeah. when you don't want it. Like when you're performing uh, uh, "Death of a Salesman." Or, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, thanks, Angela. <laughs> to kill a mockingbird. Thanks, That's pretty yeah! tasty. Yeah. <laughs> That's like, did you ever see in the movie Soap Dish? He's doing dinner theater right. and they're doing Death of a Salesman. Death of a Salesman dinner. You're doing very well, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> I'm dying up here. <laughs> oh, we lost the Johnny Depp call. What was oh, it? Somebody, oh. had, somebody had locked eyes with Johnny Depp during a Hollywood Vampires concert. Okay. Man. Doesn't he always Thanks wear sunglasses? Kids. He always does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, always wears sunglasses. Uh, let me go to uh, our buddy Ra. What's up, Ra? Ra? Chickens. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, guys? How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Listen, yo, I have two quick ones. Yeah. So the first time um, I was at uh, Union Transfer like two years ago, uh, and it was Raphael Sadiq. Now, Kenny Knight might know about Raphael Sadiq from Tony, 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 the lead singer. Oh, my God. Tony, yeah. Tony, awesome. Tony. Yeah. 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 Tony. So Raphael Sadiq is a soloist now. He's a dope singer, right? Yeah. So he's on stage. He's done. I mean, he's tilted. He tilted. You know, did a whole bunch of dope guitar solos and all sort of stuff. And he's saying goodbye to everybody after his songs and whatnot. And I'm up at the balcony. If you know Union Transfer, they have those two balcony areas. Yeah. And one is so close to the stage that, you know, you're almost like hanging over the stage almost on the, on the left side. So I saluted him, and he saluted me back. I was like, yeah. <laughs> It's cool. It really is yep. to be acknowledged. Yep. It was crazy. So then the other one uh, was last was actually this year over at um, the Fillmore, and it was Common. It was Common's performance. And so Common likes to, you know, he's a real a real rap artist, so he likes to freestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So he was freestyling. People were shouting stuff out, and he's incorporating it into his freestyle. Well, I had a shirt on that said Video Music Box. So I'm standing like second, like right in the first row or whatever, second row, you know, one person back or whatever. So I just took my shirt and stretched it out so you could see it. And he threw it in the rhyme. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's twice. I could see getting yeah. excited about that. That's cool, now, man. Now, Casey, didn't you have a, a, a moment with the uh, lead singer from Evanesce singing some um, Tenacious D lyrics with the, the Oh, NFL my God. Yeah, I know more about you than you do. Yeah, because um, we were in the uh, craft services area, and uh, they had kielbasa. 
And yeah. I started singing the kielbasa song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. butt cheeks is warm. warm. Yeah, kielbasa sauce. Right. <laughs> and who was this? That was Amy Lee. Amy from Lee. Yeah. Did she start singing along? My God, yeah, my memory, finished. my short-term memory is terrible. So, Rod, did was... she sing along? <laughs> yeah, she finished the butt cheeks is warm part. Was Love it. Laughing, I was laughing. Rod, how did Casey there. feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> he, felt, he felt a little melancholy. Oh. <laughs> didn't yeah. All right, Rock. Good to hear from you, man. Thanks. Right, Appreciate it. Rock's a good freestyler, too, by the way. He man. is. He's very good. Yeah. yeah. I gave him a ride from a black listener party to. He was at some event and, and he freestyled for me. And, and it was like legit. Like we were driving down the street and he was, you know, picking things out. So it wasn't like something that he had had pre memorized. He did that, Preston and Steve song that he did about us at that party and we never did get a recording of it it was so well done it's really well done yeah i want to hear that sometime or is that one of our sit-arounds let me go to you wanted me to go to frank here case yeah all right i have frank on the line hey frank good morning hey bitches hey Hey, what's up frank so i'm 13 years old at Ozfest. um (laughs) ozzy gets done his set fans playing lights are up you know uh He's pointing out people in the audience. The girls next to me, there's three beautiful girls. They lift up their shirts. Woo, boobs. Ozzy <laughs> looks at them, you know, very excited, looks at 13-year-old me and very clearly goes, are those your first boobs? <laughs> ah, oh, that's great. <laughs> but yeah, all right, rock and roll. And <laughs> that's pretty awesome, that's Frank. I like that. All right, thanks. I love those moments. All right, let me go to this call that has to do with boobs. It's Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great, Jennifer. What do you want to tell us about your moment with a rock star? My moment with a rock star was with Sammy Hagar when it was Van Hagar. Yep. And I lived in Houston, Texas, and I was turning 30 that year, and I decided, you know what? I'm going to do something for my 30th year on Earth, and I'm going to flash my boobs. We had seats pretty close to the front stage so first song comes on i get up and do it and i was only going to do it once and needless to say sammy saw me so i kept doing it a couple times um about midway through the concert sammy says to everybody hey houston do you want to see yourself on our jumbotron you know they had a big jumbotron behind the stage and, uh, you know, of course, the crowd goes wild. And he goes over to the camera guy and says, I want you to put your camera on that girl right there. And the camera comes over to me, and my boyfriend's lifting me up on his shoulders. And he's like, now you show Houston what you've been showing me all night. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. And, of course, then I was all embarrassed at the time and didn't want to do it. And then the, the crowd's like going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ended up, like, bringing them out once again. There you go. <laughs> Is this memorialized in any way? Do you have any photographs or audio? No, or, yeah, and, you know, I was starstruck for like days afterwards, and we tried contacted like some Van Halen, like some kind of representative, <laughs> and tried to get like the video, and they were like, "Yeah, no, that's not going to happen." Um, but it was weird, and one reason I did that is because I'm actually from Lancaster County, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm 1,500 miles away from home. Nobody else." Who you got it? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Essentially, I was at a bar afterwards, and I run into a friend from high school, and he was just at the concert, and he was like, oh, my God, were you that girl in the the yellow shirt? Yeah, that was me. That's awesome. It's a memory again. Uh, That's great. Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate it. All right. Well, cool. Listen, there's loads and loads and loads of stories. Uh, What is this, Casey? It's one of our favorite songs. 
Patty Smythe. Uh, but yeah, we. You're beautiful. It meant a lot to uh, to Casey, and it was 20 years ago. He locked eyes with Trey. Oh my God! Well, in the middle of a jam on stage yeah. at the Spectrum, right? At the Spectrum. Make wow. sure you get him backstage. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have got to take a break because we've got a, a guest coming up a little bit. Actress Julie Haggerty uh, from Marriage Story, and she's been in all the airplane movies, and uh, she's great. What about Bob, one of our favorite movies? Yes. Uh, she'll be on with us in just a few seconds. And, oh, we have Bear Watch, dude. Stop in mind, too. We'll be back in just a little bit. Stay with us, all right? What's new? Glad you asked. Dirty Honey. You know the time has come, so don't let me Shine down. My monsters out there. Ghost. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 933 WMMR. Our next guest uh, has been in so many great movies over the years. Uh, the airplane movies we were talking about. What about Bob? We love that movie. And so, Lost in America. Yeah. And I realized right before I was anou- about to announce her is that her name. It's the perfect syllables to do the sports clap. So if you go, Julie Haggerty. See yeah, how that it works? works? It works very well. One more time, Julie Haggerty. It lends itself to that. So maybe she should require that. Or perhaps she does it already. Maybe she yeah. does. I don't know. Maybe in, a, in their I contract. Think, I think it's going to be a requirement. <laughs> oh, yes. Please welcome Julie Haggerty. Hi, Julie. Good morning, fellas. How are you? We're great. How you doing? I'm just swell. I'm just swell. How's it, How's everything in Philadelphia? Everything's it's, decent in Philadelphia. It's wintry. Yeah, like yeah. anywhere else. We got a little snow this morning, so it, you know we're we're ramping into the holidays and we're getting in that mode. And by the way, I know you called in to talk about uh, Marriage Story, which is just getting loads of accolades. The 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 Golden Globes, six nominations, so that's huge. But also there's the uh, Mrs. Claus too, since we just mentioned the holidays. Noel, yes, Noel, yeah. Noel. I get to play Mrs. Claus, which is super fun with Anna Kendrick and Bill Hader and Billy Icorn and Shirley MacLaine. So that was super fun. And then, then I have a, a marriage story with, with the, the delicious, delicious uh, Scarlett Johansson and Merritt Weaver and the amazing Adam Driver. And it was written by Noah Baumbach and directed by him. So it's just. He's really, he's really, he's super talented. He, uh, the movie he did that I really love is the Squid and the Whale, yeah. Uh, and he's, he's just, he's, he's, he's earmarked to be a, a real force. Uh, and uh, people are, uh, uh, Julia, are just raving about this movie. I saw it pop up on Netflix, and I already heard the buzz about it. And uh, just, just give us. I know it addresses the issue of divorce and, and relationships and dealing with the complexity of. Of um, external forces, give us give us an idea of what the film is about. I know you play Scarlett Johansson's mother, correct? Yes, I play Scarlett's mother, and it's a you know it's a showbiz family, and uh, you know it's it's about New York and California, and it's it's about divorce, but it's it's as Noah's I've heard him say, and it's true. It's it's just this heartbreaking love story. And the cast, I mean, also Alan Alda is in it, and the cast just goes on and on. Yeah. And to be able to say Noah's words, and, and he's, he's like an old-time uh, movie director where you, we actually got to rehearse. Wow. And, you know, so it just, and when you get the script, the script is the script. 
and so you, when you work on it, it's not going to be changed. And he directs it like a play. He sets you up and then lets you go. And so it's just a, a wonderful experience as an actor to get to work with him. So speaking of and, the cast, obviously Scarlett Johansson, Adam Driver, you said Alan Alda, Ray Liotta, Laura Dern. Uh, and, yes, and, and, yes. And also, I mean, and it's one of these things, and, and looking at the trailer, and I was really intrigued by it. I'm, I'm going to watch it this weekend. But the, um, the, the, the you know, the, these things we talk about all the time. You see these relationships, and you think about these these acrimonious splits and these things that happen. And you're like, there was a time when you, you loved that person, and how does it go so asunder? And, and can't you make amends, and can't you think back about that time? And all I guess all those dynamics figure into this in some way, correct? Exactly, and it just and it really addresses like how can it go from that and fall so fast, and it, that's what's so heartbreaking. There, the 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 last, the very last thing in the movie is she goes to tie his shoe. I don't think I'm giving anything away, right? But that's um, when I oh my goodness, what happened here? I'm Are they sorry. shutting you off for giving away the ending of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I. My TV just forgive me, just had a mind of its own. And I, I, on. I thought you had a handler in the room that was like, "Don't give it ru- away! You're ruining the end of the movie." <laughs> I know the TV stopped me from doing <laughs> the it. Stevie, the TV, the TV steps in. <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, so I, I actually had heard about it. It's, it's given that ending is sort of portrayed in a couple of the reviews, but it's it's really the experience as opposed to it's not a, a like an O. Henry plot twist. It's it, it's it's a, it's a study of these characters, correct? It's a true study of these characters and these people and emotions. And what I love also about the movie is you root. For everyone, you don't, it's not like that's the bad person or right. that's the good person. And that's what makes it so real. And these real emotions, because it, it's so complicated, you can't, it's not black and white like life. And yeah. so it just, it's, I think Noah has made a flawless film, you know, and, and I'm just so honored to be a little part of it so julie i just looked this up but you got divorced in 1991 i got divorced four or five years ago and uh, i don't know what this happened for you but when i got divorced the immediate reaction when people find out is they say oh that's too bad and and there is that element to it but it's also it's okay and and my life now is better probably than it was towards the end of my marriage Uh, i'm wondering if uh what your impressions of your own divorce uh are like well you know it's a a while ago and um, I, you know, I've been ha- happily remarried now for 21 years, and you know it's so horrible going through it at the time. And I do think that sometimes the divorce lawyers kind of, you know, whip it up a little bit. You know, where it's it's like in the film where things just kind of worse what Laura Dern plays who is one of the most beautiful gorgeous amazing actresses on the planet but she plays the most <laughs> evil <laughs> terrifying lawyer and you just like oh my gosh and uh, so look I, I feel if it's for me myself I'm not speaking for anyone else but if you're unhappy, it's best 
don't you agree to to move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah and like it's okay to move on, and it's okay to acknowledge that some things fail, and and then to to move on right. with other parts yeah. of your life. And uh, you know, speaking of moving on, I, I want to ask about what about Bob? It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and as a, as a result. I took my family on one of my favorite vacations uh, ever, and this was like five or six years ago, six years ago, and uh, we went to Lake Winnipesaukee, and every morning I I woke up on the lake, I went out onto the deck, I had a cup of coffee, and I would put on on Facebook a different scene from What About Bob, and then on on my final day of vacation, I discovered that What About Bob was filmed... In Virginia, not New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That was so disappointing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, oh well. <laughs> but you, you that that lake acted so well yeah. that you were convinced. I was convinced uh, yeah. it was New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, it, it it was a Smith Mountain Lake is where we shot it, and uh, but I guess it was too expensive to shoot it at Lake Winnipesaukee. <laughs> but as long as you know you were in the moment and you enjoyed it, so we 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 we've, we've, we've heard things from that film, and I, there's a couple other things we just want to ask you about quickly. But but you know that that there was there was a legitimate tension between Richard Dreyfuss and Bill Murray, and that that seemed to feed the performances on the screen, which were great, and you were fantastic as the 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 wife who's loving the Bob character a little bit more than her husband. Do you remember anything, any particular thing from that movie that stood out to you? I just, uh, you know, Katie Irby and I would hang out, and we had a very good time. It was a little uh, intense on the <laughs> set. I think that that's, I'm not, you know, telling a story out No, school. it's out there, yeah. It, yes, and so it was very tense, but Katie and I had a great time, and so, uh, you know, that's what counted. And, and, and also, Frank Oz was the director, so if you begged and begged and begged him every once in a while, he'd give a direction like Miss Piggy. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's wonderful. I have to ask you because, you know, obviously we, there were the airplane movies, which you can mention as well, but I am a huge fan, as many are, of Lost in America and Albert Brooks, and, and it's just a work of genius. And, and basically, it's just a two-person movie. It's you and he and and, and all the, the stuff you go through. It's it, it's 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 brilliant. Uh, what was that like? Because he is such a force to be reckoned with, and you hold your own throughout the whole thing. He is a force. He he is a force on and off the screen. He is a genius. He's delightful, and you know we we really had the fun. And I love the fact that uh, the motorhome was honestly the third character. It was I mean, when it has its little scene going and. <laughs> Uh, every time, you, I think the motorhome stole the movie. Well, when he goes in to get a delivery boy job, and he says, the guy says, what kind of vehicle do you have? And he says, well, I have a motorhome. <laughs> I don't think what I would pay you would cover the gas. Uh, it, 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 it's greater. When you get the job in the in the fast food place, it's, it's hilarious stuff. Was there any improv going on in the set, or was it was the script Bible? It was a little bit. I mean, Albert, is, is he's such a genius because... When he's writing, directing, and acting, so when he's so smart, so if we were doing a scene, he was literally in his mind going, "Let's go back and get that." So you, he would jump around in the scene. So after you know a few days, you'd learn to follow him. Okay, like, oh, hey, we're going back to the beginning, and because 
he didn't get what he wanted. So it was interesting to have to follow him through things and the fact that he could do that. And um, there was some improvising, but once again, it's another uh, script where you just, the words were so delicious, but sometimes we would just, we would just go and that was fun. And that was enough. Uh, on the uh, just a quick thing about the airplane movies, does it blow your mind how much that those both movies, especially the first one, dialogue has worked its way into the common lexicon so much? Um, you know, we're just the, surely don't you know don't yeah. call me all of that stuff. All of that stuff is now a go to. Do, do you do you ever have people just just sort of by happenstance say that stuff to you, not realizing who you are? Um. Know who I am yeah. because, but but yes, people do that a lot, and it just tickles me, <laughs> and I feel so proud to 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 for Airplane to be um, such a a, a well known f- film, and young people today are still watching it. Oh, it We're, holds up, yeah. It does hold up, and so I'm just really proud to have been a part of it. But my grandma Haggerty. Um, <laughs> She like after I made that movie, and then I made another film, and she looked at me and she said, "Julie, are you ever going to make a nice movie?" <laughs> <laughs> well, you did, you did. Oh. Marriage Story, yeah, and, and many, great. many others, but that's great. Multi award nominee, Marriage Story. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, Julie, we're I'm definitely watching it this weekend. But thanks for your time. We know you're quite busy, but Six Golden Globes. It's obviously a great film, and I can't wait to see it. Wonderful time and and uh, happy holidays to you both. And thank you so much, Julie Haggerty. Yeah. Julie Haggerty. There she goes. Thank you. <laughs> she has the cutest voice. She does in the world. Yeah, and she's always had that. She would sound exactly the same. In fact, I have a clip from Airplane, which I didn't know was in in IMDb. That's her first credit. Yes, is the movie Airplane. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Uh, this is a scene where uh, they need to find someone to fly the plane. I love this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your stewardess speaking. We regret any inconvenience the sudden cabin movement might have caused. This is due to periodic air pockets we encountered. There's by the way when they when they you can hear the voice change. They flash to a scene where they're dragging the pilot through the alleyway. Yeah, yeah. Passed out right, cold, yeah. and nobody's reacting to it at all. No reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? <laughs> People are trying to kill each right, other. Yeah, punching each other. I I love that movie. You know, one of the great things. Actually, go back to the beginning of that clip, Casey. They're in a jet. Yeah. But listen to the background. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your stewardess speaking. You hear props. the props? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the whole time they're in a jet. There are so many itty bitty things in that movie. Uh, it's just it's it's obviously it's slapstick, but it's just loaded with pratfall after joke after just jammed, and it's it, it, it's great. It, it exploded when it happened. It's a small independent movie, and uh, what they did is they took an actual movie, which the plot line where there's bad food goes on, and I door I, was it Doris Day or someone else. Anyway, um, uh, and they they deal with it, and they basically took the movie and went scene by scene and kept sort of adding things. So that's why you have people like. 
Normally, dramatic actors like Lloyd Bridges and Robert Stack yep. delivering lines straight that are completely... <laughs> abs- Leslie Nielsen yep. was a straight dramatic actor. He was, yeah. and that and that kicked off his slapstick career. He was he, off He and went running. on everything after that, did all the Naked Gun movies and stuff after Airplane, Yeah, because he had so much fun doing it. Watch him in the movie Forbidden Planet. He's the captain. He's he's straight up serious. He was a heartthrob. My mother adored him. There's a scene, yeah. <laughs> there's a scene speaking of Leslie Nielsen, there's a scene where... <laughs> Uh, the 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 plane like you know jerks or something like that, and they they shoot to Leslie Nielsen. He's a doctor. Yeah, He's yeah. on this plane, and he goes, "What's going on?" And what you don't notice until you look for a second is there's a women's legs in stirrups in yeah, front yeah. of him. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing a gynecological exam while he's at his seat. It's so damn funny. Uh, you know the scene where oh. she uh, helps to inflate the pilot. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do you know that that pilot has a name? Otto, uh, yes, Otto, yeah, yeah. yeah, Otto, the the auto pilot, yeah. and in the yeah. credits, it's Otto, and then played by Otto. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's such a great movie. I need to go back and say. I wonder if my kids would would it get any of that at all if they if they would find it funny or not. I think it was the first boobs I ever saw on in a movie. Yeah, I think they would because they're, they're to me they, that movie is like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. There, it, it, there's classic comedy um and cl- classic comedy tropes yeah. woven into that thing and it's it's just but just done in a great way i had to watch it a second time like i didn't love it the first time you know it was kind of i think it, it went past me so i had to watch it again when i got a little older and then i think i appreciated it more there's a mirror gag we're looking right. at this right now oh my god there's um the boobs that Nick is talking about is uh, it's in that scene where they, she goes, does anybody know how to fly a plane? And it's pandemonium. There's yeah. people running around <laughs> choking each other, pulling guns on each other. They're going nuts. And then out of nowhere, a woman just walks over <laughs> topless and you don't even see her head. You just see her boobs shaking in front on the screen. And then she runs away. It's just it's brilliantly done. It's just it's a hilarious movie. Uh, but that was nice. Talk to Julia. It was very, very cool. Hey, there's a piece of audio uh, that this comes from Chuck, Casey? Yeah, so Chuck, uh, well, I, I grabbed the audio, but Chuck told me about it because he didn't get to listen to the show live the other day. I believe it was uh, ma- Monday morning, and so, he, uh, but he loves the show, so he listened to the podcast. And unbeknownst to him, so you can you can listen to the podcast in regular speed, right? Uh, one and a half times speed, uh, two times speed. You can also, and he had accidentally listened to part of it in. Half speed. And why he, would you he, want to slow it down? Yeah, why would you? I, I, I want to savor it. Yeah. I want this show to last for nine hours. Yeah. But he... Uh, it's a feature, I guess. Okay. He called me last night, and he's like, dude, I was cracking up at the... because, And he uh, told me to listen to the, spe- the specific okay. part. It's it's when you do the less or the uh, stupid question every day. Okay. Um, And it's about a minute and 11 seconds worth of audio, but it's, I think, really funny. Did you All listen right. to it? I did. I haven't heard it. All right, so I, I'll roll this if it's. We can always stop it if if it goes on too long. But here we go. This is me at, at partial speed. Hey, we're gonna do the stupid question this morning for a fifty dollars. What's the best is when you start to do the phone number. Okay, you sound so really it, drunk. It, it makes yeah, it makes you sound drunk. Oh yeah, and I'll you are, sound particularly drunk. Yeah, I sound <laughs> yeah. banged up. Wow. Okay, star. Restaurants gift card, and we'll do one that's food related. This is interesting. I had no idea. Almonds are actually a part of what family of 
fruits. Two one five two six three. Oh my god, my sister used to sound like that when she had her drug problem. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Two one five two six three WMR. The word families in quotations. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, for... I'd say I have to pronounce what it's in quotations. <laughs> okay, I'm a oh I can't, what am I saying? Both right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He is in quotations. Oh, okay, all right. Actually, a part of what family of fruits. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's see if you know. 215263WNMR. It's a specific fruit that is in the family of... <laughs> All right, so I'll go through birthdays. Today is Monday. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I love that. I love so that. So why is that feature on yeah. there? Who, who, would, who would prefer to live? You know, it's yeah, it's a given. You're going to sound drunk, and it's hilarious. But why would you want to listen to the entire? Would someone put that on for the entire podcast? And how long would the podcast last Ooh, no, at I, that speed? I never even knew that speeding it up was an option until we talked about it not that long ago. And then at the camp out, a couple of people told me that they listened to it just a bit, just so they can get through it and hear everything. Not ridiculously fast, but just but a, a little bit, bit faster. A little bit faster than how we actually talk. Do but. you know if Audible books have? Because I listen to a lot of books on, um, you know, on on the Audible app. Do you, uh, uh, and you do as well, do Preston. I, can yeah. you do that as well? A damn good question. You know what? I'll, I'm, I'm in the middle of one right now, so let me, I'll, I'll pull it up here uh, and see if that What's features. The name of the book <laughs> it's, it's, it's called The Institute. Um, is this the one with the guy from Frozen? Yes, I just found out that I've been listening to this for about a month, and the guy doing the narration is, is Hans from Frozen. Um, I, you know what? I just pulled up the uh, uh, the menu, and I didn't see anything about speeding it up, Steve. Well, here, you go. sorry. Press, yeah, press play. Press, press play. Why? Press yeah, because uh, it'll maybe pop up in the. It might pop up if you. Right here, right here. Right here. Damn it! Okay. What did you? You bought the book. Why don't you let everyone listen to it? I'm going to have to buy... I'm going to have to... Roll, hang on. You can rewind. Hold on, wait. Hold on. Someone had taken Orphan Annie's sleeping bag out of the alley... And right, he's it speeding it up. Lex. Go ahead. Dr. Evans had been completely forgotten. Oh, there you he go. Conceivably have limped his well, way... Well, I can go twice as much. ...and gotten away, but had made no effort to do so. Tim, Wendy, and Luke found him sitting on the curb in front of the gym. You can go three-quarter speed and, and not half speed. His shoe off and was now staring at a bloody sock covering what looked like a badly deformed foot. Okay, interesting. Huh. So if you want to get through it quicker, all yeah. right. It's like speed um, reading. I probably won't do that. Well, because but... there, there is a bit of performance involved, especially if you're re- if it's a book of of uh, fiction. I, I tend to do a lot of political stuff and you know history stuff, so yeah. I'm just going for I, I don't need a dramatic reading of why an art you could, farts. You yeah. could kind of <laughs> zip through it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah. yeah, this is all, they're they're acting out characters uh, in the books that I listen to because I, I, I do non or I do all fiction, so um, interesting though. Okay, that <laughs> makes sense if you want to do that. Huh. Slowing it down, I don't yeah. I don't know what you'd get out of that. So, uh, Nick Murphy said, Drunk Day yeah. 2020, it's just July 3rd's 2020 podcast slowed down. There you go. <laughs> that makes that easy. We'll just do that. Yeah. 
right. Anyway. This is a good idea. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're going to do the stupid question this morning for a $50 star restaurant's <laughs> gift card. Wait, play it again. Play it again. Wait, go to the beginning, Casey. Right. Go back to her. Hey, we're going to do the stupid question this morning for a $50 star restaurant's <laughs> gift card. And we'll do one that's food related. This is interesting. I had no idea. Almonds are actually a part of what family of fruit? <laughs> I like when you give the phone number because you yeah, actually right, like. 215263 WNMR. So when I do an impression, wow. I have never, have never been drunk. Yeah. I, you know, I just relate, but I try not to go overboard, which is what other people do a lot with this. And you just you slow it down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess that's kinda, the secret. And it's, your ass is kind of slur, slur, and they get bent together a little bit longer. I make it a little nasally too, so I, I talk that's from, good. from the back of the throat. Yep, that's good too. By the way, people want to know uh, the answer to that stupid question. Huh. Yep, the peaches, mm. the peach family. That peach. is the answer. It's the peaches. <laughs> I love the peaches and the cobblers and <laughs> you know, all other things. Mm-hmm. Apple cobblers and yogurts. And... All right, anyway, uh, we have to take a break. Uh, but not before I give you something. Uh, and let me make sure I get my sheets of information here. Our friends from uh, Marchwood Tavern are oh, here. Oh, boy. Nick will be there tomorrow night, and it is the final Bud Light Platinum Thursday night huddle. And you want to go there and you want to have their wings. They brought in their wings here. They're amazing. They're not breaded. And, no. You know, so I, I prefer it that way. Uh, and they're really, really yummy. And they're a neighborhood restaurant and uh, restaurant and bar, I should say, that is known to have some of the best chicken wings in Chester County. Uh, and they have really great chicken wings. <laughs> they have over 20 TVs making every seat in the uh, house the best seat in the house. And it's a perfect place to catch a game. So... Let's take call number 18. I'll give you a $25 gift card, 215-263-WMMR uh, to Marchwood Tavern in Exton. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. I got some more B-File stories that are up next. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Before we do the bizarre file, real quick, we'll speak uh, with with a moment uh, uh, for a gentleman with a gentleman who is in our studio right now and who coined the phrase which we love now. Uh, and we actually spoke to him real quick uh, on the phone when we were at Camp Out for Hunger, the day that this video came out of the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's in our studio. It's uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Diana or Diana? Diana. Diana. Oh. Jimmy Diana is here with us this morning and popped in. How you doing, man? Fantastic. Uh, are you enjoying your, your moment in the spotlight? I am. It's been really fun. Yeah, and I made be. it here, so. You did, <laughs> yes. We we knew, we understood you couldn't make it by. You already, uh, our friends at Fox 29 had, had gotten a hold of you, and you were already on your way there yes. when we had you on. We were just glad we had a chance to talk to yeah. you for a moment. Did you have fun over there at Fox? Yeah, Those it was guys? a lot of fun. Those guys were, uh, they put me through the ringer a little bit, but we had a good time. Holy no way! No way! <laughs> <laughs> We could use I these for years that. to come, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I know. You, you told us you never say holy no way. Yeah. Uh, holy, ma- whole mama. holy yeah. mama. Holy mama. Holy <laughs> mama. I, I got him now, too. You do good. Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Uh, so, listen. The, the bear story has come and gone. Is the bear 
do you know anything? Have you heard anything about where it is or the last they saw it? The last time I saw it, it was roaming around the woods still in our general area. Mm-hmm. And as far as I know, it hasn't been caught. So They had it drugged up pretty good. I remember that. Right. So at least, or there's, then there was a possibility that it was two bears. But, right. Uh, and then there are also people who say that they've seen it on the Kiss Cruise. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's possible. The face makeup and everything? It's absolutely amazing. Wow. It's incredible makeup. Gene is a fan. I Get have no this idea. man some more fish. Dog! <laughs> Uh, it was so funny, man. It yeah. was, uh, 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 and in fact, I wonder if you could send something like that into, um, you know, uh, funny, should... funny home video, funny home videos. Yeah. Absolutely. You thought and about doing anything like that? I have to like look into it because honestly, it all started with me just sending this out to like my buddies and my family, yeah. like, and really work because I was like, there's no way they're going to believe me when I say <laughs> I might be late because there's a bear in the backyard and right? like police lockdown. Yeah, yeah. And when it hit Twitter, it just took off and when my phone just did not stop buzzing my entire shift, I was like, "Sure, you this is going viral. That's the be nature care- of these things. Be careful, though, with America's Funniest Videos because uh, I did once send it in, and once they have it, they own it. Yeah, so, like, I that's couldn't right. post it anywhere else. Um, it kept being taken down. Yeah. So if you do send it to them, just know that. Do they yeah. give you money for that, Kathy? No, when, when no. They, they know. Well, that's a good deal. They get everything yeah. and you get nothing. That's yeah. a great deal. Yeah. Yep. Only if you, only if you win, viral. and then I think yeah, right, if you, you lose it still right. if you win. But... Uh, uh, that's wild. So, um, speaking of your friends at work, I'm not going to say where you work. I understand some yeah. people don't reveal that, but, uh, uh, what's that been like? Have they that's, got... See, like nobody has randomly come up to me and said like, oh my God, you're the bear guy. But <laughs> every day it's constantly, whoa, mamas. Oh my God, no way. It's whoa, yes. Like I'm just getting that nonstop at work. And I was out. I was at work and they're like, he's a local celebrity and he's like talking to a customer and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I, of all those wool mamas and holy no way, I, the, the the bear watch one. Bear watch! Yeah. Well, what do you think you were me. attempting to say or were you, well, so because we were, uh, not unless you, you at that moment <laughs> thought, boy, I would really love a bear timepiece. <laughs> we were talking about this the night before yeah. and I'm a trail runner so I was like, wouldn't it be cool if I ran into this bear like out on the trails? Yeah. And we were like, talking about it and we just coined bear watch so during the video i guess that popped into my mind and i was like oh bear, my, watch. bear watch <laughs> i mean your adrenaline must have been going like it, it was yeah so you're not really thinking about what you're saying no. but you do have your phone on so you know in a sense of way that you're kind of broadcasting a little bit yes but, but the actual words coming out of your mouth were uh, stream of consciousness yeah, sort that of. was the total blackout well listen i <laughs> I saw a bear from a distance about 100 yards out when I was in uh, Wyoming with my son, and that freaked me yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. On your back porch, mm-hmm. I, I would be, I'd be losing it too. Yeah. I, I would be wigging out. Probably. So they, they, they were saying, well, it's a, it's smaller bear. It's still a two hundred oh pound bear. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's a, you know, yeah. in a backyard, it's in a, a bear in the backyard <laughs> of Wilmington. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's still something. So when you said lockdown, how, how were you alerted to the lockdown in the neighborhood? So I actually got a text from my dad in the morning, and he was like, "Hey, the bear was spotted in." trolley square and i thought it was a joke yeah and i walked outside of my house and everything was like yellow taped off hmm. so i went up to the cop i was like hey what's going on he's like the bear's here and i'm like <laughs> oh the bear's here no way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then i heard all commotion out front of my house i was just hanging out in my living room and i see like six cops armed to the teeth and i'm like 
this bear has got to be close. Yeah. yeah. And then that's kind of when the video started. Okay. It's amazing yeah. that there's that much attention to it and it still eludes capture. You know, that, that there's that many yeah. cops around that, that, you know, people are looking for it, that you find video of it, you, you take video of it, and he's still able to escape. Well, they, they don't yeah. want to exacerbate the issue, you know, and they obviously want to, they try to want to do a humane extraction if they can. Now, you have a bit of a beard. When they you came up to them, did they perhaps think you uh, were the bear attempting to get out of town? <laughs> they banged on my door, yeah. and I answered the door. They're like, where is it? And I'm like, it went that way. And they're like, where's that way? And I was like, it went back in the trolley. And like, like you were saying, my adrenaline was like through the roof. So did- I was like freaking out. Do you know what's amazing in the video is it, its ability to balance on a... Uh, yes. on that the, was my favorite part of the video. Yeah, that is, it is uh, it's the bear is standing right up, up on, on, fence. on the fence. Yeah. yeah. When it, when it no came way. towards your door, though, like you can see in your video, you start to back up. Oh, yeah. That I was... When it came to the glass door... I've never seen a bear before. I've never been that close to a bear before. So I don't know if this thing is going to come bursting through the sliding glass door. So I, you see, I start backing away. That's a legitimate fear. Yeah. And like, obviously I'm running around right there. I was like, I was like, I don't know what's about to happen. (laughs) And you, you hear birds flying into windows, not knowing that they're there. Would you, the bear thinks it, you know, has encountered glass much in the wilderness. And everyone's like, oh, it's just a cub. I'm like, it's a bear. Yeah. I see, I see loads of, of uh, houses in your backyard there. Yeah. Did anybody else in the neighborhood see the bear? Were you the, were you the only witness? I, so right where my – there's about three or four houses right next to me, and I was looking out, and everybody was out on their porches. So everybody saw it, and there was just so much commotion around the area right. that they everybody saw it. Not everybody, like Not everybody made videos like you. Not everyone made a video. <laughs> <laughs> and then after it leaves the area, that, and then, then obviously no more sightings again. Here, so here we are asking where the hell it is. But we yeah. assume, as you said earlier, it, it probably went back into the woods. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Are you still on? Bear watch. Yes, yes, <laughs> always, <laughs> constant. always, always on bear watch. His hands swivel, man. <laughs> It's it's great. It's priceless. It's, it ranks up there with our, you know, the guy freaking out over the tornado that we play clips yeah. from from time to time. Or uh, it, I, it's just it was such a an honest reaction <laughs> of you. And and I'm glad that you got it on video. And uh, it's oh funny. My God! Yeah, that guy saw oh a tornado. <laughs> tornado. I'm just glad I made a clip next to the not a finger because that's our favorite. Not that's a finger. That's one of your favorites. That's my favorite clip. Oh my god. Not a finger. Yes. That's uh, it. Congratulations. How many how many views has the video got? Any idea? Um the last time I checked on so it made it to Barstool and that had like 2.5 million. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. There's wow. now there was one that came up that I that is because you have to do your vetting now because everyone is looking for what you got organically which is a real a real deal of a, of a moose fight on an yeah. Alaskan lawn oh. and someone added narration. Well, is it the funny narration? Because if if so, that's Michael Rappaport, who's going to be in studio tomorrow. Was that him who did it? Yeah, he's, okay. he's done a series. Of, there was this ugly cat series that was going around, and Michael will take actual video, and that, yeah. that, that mm. video of the moose fighting is legit, but he will add funny commentary to it so we can talk to Michael Rappaport about it. Because it is very funny, it is, but, it's but it, it is too funny to just be organic. Exactly. It's not yeah. organic. It's That's uh, yeah. him him being a comedian. Yeah, yeah. Well, that right. was me. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a real deal on the Bear Watch. Bear Watch! Uh, it's great. So, well, cool, man. It's nice to meet you. And I we, we love the it. fact that you're a listener of the show. It's and great. Excellent, man. Hang Long out. time. Yeah. Well, good luck with everything and, awesome. and hang out for a bit. 
Uh, we have to take a break. We don't have time for the bizarre file. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. The we, bear. I know. <laughs> we, too much bear watch. I'm sorry. There's too much. Yeah. Uh, so we'll come back in a moment. We'll get to the B-File. We'll also do the lesson question trash and music news in just a couple. You know what? I'll give away my last $25 gift card for uh, Marchwood Tavern. No way. Yeah, yeah, for real. Tomorrow night, Nick will be at the Bud Light Platinum uh, Thursday night. It is the last night, Thursday night huddle that, that we're going to the last one we're going to have this year. Holy chance, no way. Chance for real. Chance for you to win tickets and more. Uh, so call number 10, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we skipped out on the bizarre file earlier because we had uh, Jimmy Diane in here, uh, Diana no in here. Yeah, he's the, he's the bear guy, uh, bear watch guy, and uh, it was great hearing him recount bear that story. Uh, and the video, I think we've we've just retweeted that. Some people hadn't seen it, uh, and we're like, we're going to see the video. We're going to see the video. So we've we've got that on uh, our Preston and Steve uh, Twitter account. If you would like to see it, holy no way is what it says. <laughs> we have bear watch guy Jimmy in the studio, so it's. Very, very funny. It's his honest reaction. He's a super nice guy. Being on the uh, the back porch. All right. Um, bizarre file time. Here we go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Yeah. Brought to you this morning by HERS. Small has finally gotten its big break. Introducing HERS Mini Cheese Puffs. They're so frigging good. Cheesy, mini, and more munchable than ever HERS Forever Good. And as Steve has pointed out, one serving of the Mini Cheese Puffs, 81. <laughs> 81. 81. Normally it's like, you know, about 12 chips <laughs> is the serving size recommendation. I love no, it. It's 81. Uh, a man's, listen to this, this is a wild medical bizarre story. A man's blood and semen has been found to contain only the DNA of a donor following a bone marrow transplant that took place years earlier. So it reset his entire blood system? This wild test showed that only the hair on his chest and head had not been altered by the donor DNA. A discovery that could have big implications for forensic science. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this guy, uh, his last name is Long. I don't have his first name in this story. He worked at uh, the sheriff's office and was uh, suffering from acute uh, myeloid leukemia. His first name is Thicken. And Thicken, Thicken Long. <laughs> and had been scheduled to have a bone marrow transplant. One of his colleagues suggested they take DNA samples ahead of the operation to see what changes would take place. Well, just three months after the operation, tests showed how the DNA in his blood had been replaced with his donors. And the changes uh, continued over time. Samples taken from his tongue, cheek, and lip all contained donor DNA. Four years after the transplant, the team found his semen only contained DNA from his donor, a man from Germany. So there was no traceable original DNA in his his body? Yeah, of this other guy? So so, so I'm wondering then, what about blood diseases? Could you... Well, I don't know. Here's, Here's why this is not... Why this is so groundbreaking is because uh, few patients would have ever collected their DNA before, after, and after to this extent. They, these just nobody's ever done it. Before. They had no idea, yeah, or little idea. They just assumed that you know it would be, it yeah, would be temporary. Be, or whatever. Yeah, so yeah. Long had a vasectomy huh. after the birth of his second child. However, if he had not, 
and were to father a child whose DNA would be passed to the baby? That's the question. Experts said that it should not be possible for someone to pass on another person's genes. Uh, However, they plan to investigate the case further. Long's case is unusual. While most uh, almost 23,000 bone marrow or umbilical cord blood transplants took place in the U.S. in 2017, few patients would have collected their DNA before and after to this extent. Uh, By my reckoning, and I mind you, uh, I know nothing, but this seems to be sort of a revelation when it comes to possible disease treatment. Yeah, who knows, man? It's pretty amazing. A five-year-old walked through extreme temperatures in the uh, in the Alaskan terrain with an 18-month-old after authorities say they were left home alone. Listen to this. This incident took place Tuesday when the temperature in Vanity, Alaska was negative 31 oh, degrees Fahrenheit. Negative 31, and they're outside walking around in this? Vanetti is in the northeastern section of Alaska. The children arrived at a neighbor's home with cold injuries, and the five-year-old got had gotten scared when the power went out and carried the toddler oh. about a half mile while wearing only socks and light clothing in Whoa. negative 31 degrees. I see a new movie in this, Home a Gnome. Uh, <laughs> uh, Julie Peter. Uh, what, the mom was charged with endangering the welfare of a minor in the first degree. How That's wild insane. is that? Yes. Andy Grossman knows a good idea when he sees it. A few years back, Grossman, the owner of Riptide Bait and Tackle in Brigantine, New Jersey. I love this story. Created a beach tow membership service for 4x4s that run into trouble on the sometimes all-too-soft sand on the beach. You can drive out there, okay? So... And that's what led to his next great idea. He came up with the Beached Cars of Brigantine calendar (laughs) featuring photos of some of the mishaps when people try to drive their non-4x4 vehicles out to the water's edge and they get stuck. And he's taken pictures and he's made them into a calendar. I love it. It's a great idea. He said, cars are not allowed on the beach. And that's why I kind of think that they're fair game and I've been posting them on Facebook. Uh, Before helping them get off the beach, Grossman or a member of his Brigantine Beach 4x4 assist crew takes a photo, and locals usually get a good laugh out of it. He said, I would joke, oh, there's another one for the calendar. And somebody said, well, you should just do it. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. He sold out the first run in just a few hours and is now taking orders for more. He said, now I have a list. People are going crazy. The calendar comes in two sizes for $25 or $20, $5 to have it shipped. And the proceeds are being donated to True Spirit Coalition, a local organization which helps provide meals for local families. That's a great idea. That is crazy. That's great. I will do one more story. Uh, Let's see. I like this one. Uh, Sycamore Brewing in North Carolina had to to pull their winter ale called Christmas Cookie Winter Ale from store shelves after the North Carolina Alcoholic Beverage Control Commission made a visit. The issue is the can it was being sold on reportedly shows reindeer in various sexual positions. Come on. (laughs) Why can't you do that? I love it. According to the company's Facebook page, the beer will only be sold in their tap room from now on. I haven't seen pictures of said uh, sex with reindeer, but it's got to be pretty solid. And there you go. No, it's up on the screen here, Preston, in the studio. In the bizarre file. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I like it. They're tinier, but you can see them getting it on. All right. That's the B file. Uh, we're going to ask today's lesson question. Giving away a pair of tickets is MMR, Rock's Motley Crew, and Def Leppard, special guest Poison, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Saturday, August 15th, Citizens Bank Park. By the way, there's a pre-sale that takes place tomorrow. I'll get you the details in just a moment. Question I have for you this morning is, if you worked uh, for St. John Properties 
uh, for a longer period of time or receive a bigger bonus, what kind of whores would you be able to afford for the holidays? 215-263-WMMR, okay? If you worked for St. John Properties for a longer period of time, received a bigger bonus, what kind of whores would you afford for the holidays? Could you afford? 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it and you know it, Give us a call, and we'll do the trash while you're doing that very thing. You get an answer in just a sec. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, and it is brought to you by Patient First, another Patient First difference. Urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 20 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. Learn more at patientfirst.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Ariel Winter seen out on a date with a new boyfriend at the exact time her old boyfriend was moving his stuff out of her home. Things got exceptionally awkward, and Ariel bent her arm around the old boyfriend to give the new boyfriend a handy. Oh, oh, oh my this is bad. God. The Kardashians looking like villains for not sending one care package or a letter to 70-year-old Caitlyn Jenner as she competed on an Australian reality survival show. Family says they had no idea and thought the makeupless, sweaty Caitlyn was actually a cassowary. Hey! And finally, 88 year old William Shatner and his wife of 18 years, Elizabeth Shatner, they're calling it quits. Elizabeth Shatner observed that while Shatner's phaser might have been set on stun, his pud was set on limp. Let's see if we can get an answer to today's question. If you worked St. John Properties for a longer period of time, received a bigger bonus, what kind of whores could you afford for the holidays? I will go to Bill, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Bill, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. All right, Bill, so what kind of whores could you afford? High class whores. Higher class whores, yes. Yeah. Hang on, my man. Gonna get you tickets. You'll be able to see this band along with Motley Crue and special guest Poison and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts Saturday, August fifteenth, Citizens Bank Park. Uh, tickets are on sale Friday at ten a.m. at Ticketmaster.com, and there's a pre-sale, like I said, tomorrow from ten a.m. to ten p.m. While supplies last. Use the password radio to get that deal. All right, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on ninety-three-three WMMR. Yeah! I just like to point out that it's a thousand degrees in this yeah. studio. Now right it now. is. I just thought the same I thing. Love it. This is the first time in over a year that the heat has actually worked. I'm comfortable. No, it's way too hot. Yeah, in here. you're too hot. Yes. Jesus Christ. I don't I care. Did you that. move it or no? I moved it down. Yeah, because it's been permanently on the highest setting it could possibly be on. <laughs> so you moved it down and it's still this hot? Uh huh. <laughs> I Except that one day. Remember the one day where it was like 100 degrees in here? Oh, yeah. Casey took his shirt off. Yes, Casey t- took his shirt off. Even I was hot that well, day. Well, because we could get it one way or the other. It was yeah. either it was either freezing cold or burning up hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, Casey didn't like the hot. He preferred the cold. It um, makes me irritable. I understand. Me I'm, as well. I'm kind of getting irritable right now. It's really toasty warm in here. But anyway, <laughs> enough about our first world problems. Let's talk <laughs> about... Heat. Music News is brought to you by HERS. Introducing anyway. HERS. Anyway! New mini cheese puffs with 81 mini cheese puffs in one serving, and you can now fit more in your mouth than ever before. HERS, forever good. Late Lincoln Park frontman Chester Bennington's previous band, Grey Days, is planning to issue an album featuring material re-recorded by the group, uh, uh, both before and after Bennington's tragic suicide in July of 2017. Uh, Bennington himself was in the process of revisiting and re-recording the Grey Days material prior to taking his own life. While it's unclear 
on how far Bennington got with the songs in the studio his friends and family have united to complete the project. His uh, widow, Talinda, announced on Tuesday that uh, plans are in the works to release the material via 320, the suicide prevention organization Talinda had launched following his passing. Uh, Gray Days has reportedly enlisted numerous guests on the album, including Bennington's own son, Jamie, uh, Corn's Brian Head Welch and James Monkey Schaefer, Chester's former Dead by Sunrise bandmate Ryan Shuck, uh, POD's Marcos Curiel, uh, Curiel, I'm sorry, and Bush's Chris Tainer and others. Green Day will make an appearance at the 2019 Game Awards on Thursday, where the band will give a special performance as well as make a game-related announcement. I don't know what that is. Game Awards founder Jeff uh, Keeley described the news as a really awesome video game announcement. Uh, but in other news, Green Day is also going to help bring in 2020 on the West Coast. Uh, they'll be on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve. Man. With Ryan Seacrest. How long has that show been on? That's a good question. Decades, right? It's easily in the 1970s, I believe. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, the... Is Dick doing it this year or no? No, Dick's dead. Oh, right. Uh, the trio will perform <laughs> as a part of a heavy, uh, pop-heavy lineup, including uh, Dua Lipa, Paula Abdul, Salt and Pepper, and uh, country artist Dan and Shay. Huh. Okay. There's a Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. I'm, I'm pronouncing that properly. And then the first year, 1972, Preston Three Dog Night performed. Did they really? That's what it says up here in the screen. Wow. Yes. Two. Uh, the fun starts on New Year's Eve at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. I'm sure they had to have done Joy to the World, right? Yes. At, uh, Three Dog Night would have done that. This would have been pretty cool. Listen to this lineup. It's, it's a classic rock lover's dream, but this would be pretty special. Bruce Springsteen and John Mellencamp uh, teamed up on December 9th at Manhattan's Beacon Theater for Sting and his wife Trudy Styler's all-star concert to benefit the Rainforest Fund. It was reported the highlight of the 80s-based show was Mellencamp's rendition of Jack and Diane, followed by the boss joining him for Pink Houses. Wow. And then returning, Mellencamp returning the favor on Glory Days before Bruce played Dancing in the Dark. And then Sting performed recent touring mate uh, Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. Debbie Harry did uh, Blondie's Call Me and Rapture with special guest DMC. I guess he was spinning there. Bob Geldof played uh, I Don't Like Mondays. Boomtown Rats. Uh, and a rendition of Elvis Costello's legendary cover of Nick Lowe's What's So Funny About Peace, Love, and Understanding. James Taylor was on hand and did Your Smiling Face and Up on the Roof. Eurythmics Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart played a three-song reunion set consisting of Sweet Dreams, Would I Lie to You, and Here Comes the Rain Again. Was this recorded? And also performing were Ricky Martin, Shaggy, and Robert Downey Jr., who joined the ensemble for a show-closing finale of Journeys Don't Stop Believing. Dude, that sounds like fun. So, was it recorded? Was it... Don't know. Something? I would hope so. But uh, that's a lot of cool going on right there in one place. I like it. That's holy no way. Holy, you know what? Holy no way. Thank you. And one last story. Metallica's self-titled fifth studio LP, released in 1991, nicknamed The Black Album, has now spent 550 non-consecutive weeks, or just over 10 and a half years, on the Billboard 200 <laughs> chart. Yep. It's only the fourth release in America uh, in, in history to hit the 550-week milestone uh, behind Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon, which is approaching, approaching 1,000 weeks on the list. 1,000 weeks. Bob Marley and the Wailers' Legend and Journey's Greatest Hits. 
Uh, the Black Album had surpassed Shania Twain's 1997 record, Come On Over, in 2009 as the best-selling CD of the SoundScan era. In 2014, it became the first album to sell 16 million copies since SoundScan started tracking sales in 1991. So it's uh, it's still a hell of a record. People so still love it. what about the Eagles' greatest hits you said? What, that wasn't on here. Wasn't on there? Uh, but that is in a category on its own, Steve. I don't think it's... Um, I think it's in the amount sold as opposed to right. number of weeks on the chart. On the charts. Okay. I'm not 100% sure of that. It's got to be the volume two, right? Because yeah. I didn't think yes, volume one was all that great. Yep. But volume two was really good. Yep. And there you go. That is what I have uh, in music news for you. All right. So we've had a secret text word through the course of the morning having you text in. And, uh, Kath, it is time to uh, get us a winner, please. What number? Caller. 11. Caller 11, 215 you need it's Nick's favorite. I love it. You need to you need to know the secret text word. Let's see if you do. Call now 215-263-WMMR. We'll be back in a moment for the wrap up, giving away that prize and getting the letter of the day for the word of the week. Stay with us. 933 WMMR proudly presents the return of Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Edition. Thursday morning, December 19th at the Excite Center inside Parks Casino in Ben Salem. A live broadcast. An audience of 250 superfans each out to prove their Preston and Steve IQ in a game show style throwdown. At stake, the best and biggest giveaways of the year with a pile of fabulous prizes from our favorite sponsors and advertisers. Listen to claim your spot in the studio audience. Details at WMMR.com. It's a Christmas miracle. From Parks Casino, what a night, and 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Had to do a judgment call. There were 30 seconds left on that song. Do I eat the last chicken wing? From Marchwood Tavern or not, I went for it. Yeah? I had the uh, the jerk dry rub on there. And how could I not eat that last one? I love that. I love oh that taste. God. So yummy. Thank you guys for being here this morning. Uh, they are in Exton, by the way. And I'll mention why they're here in a moment. Uh, we have to get a winner for the secret text where we were looking for caller number 11. I love it! And we have that caller on the line. It is Vince. Hey, Vince. How you doing? Hey! Hey! <laughs> well, that was excellent. Nice situation. All right, so Vince, give me that uh, word and we'll give you a prize. What is it? Champagne. Champagne? Yeah. Drinking some on New Year's Eve, I'm sure of it. Vince, hang on the line. We're going to get your information. We're going to give you some concert tickets. We have uh, tickets for you to see this band right here, the record company. New Year's Eve, that show, which is uh, December 31st. Obviously, it's a Tuesday. Uh, at the TLA on South Street. And tickets are on sale now at uh, WMMR.com and get the information. And we have a random texter, and we're going to give the same prize to Chip Fiorentini for... No, I don't know what that says. Yeah, it sounds right. Fioravanti. Fioravanti. Yeah! Uh, Who's from Kennett Square, PA. And uh, Chip is going to get the same prize. So, congratulations. You should be cool. They're really nice guys. And the bass player is from the area. I want to say he's like from the Ardmore. Wayne. Or if he's from Wayne? Yeah, he went to Bucknell as well. Oh, no way. Yeah. Okay, cool. So they'll be in town for a New Year's Eve show at the TLA. Uh, yes, thank you to Marchwood Tavern for feeding us this morning. Yes. Uh, and Nick will be there hosting the final 2019 Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Uh, Eagles tickets win, and we're, we deduced that those will be for the Eagles, uh, for the Eagles uh, Cowboys game. Yeah, last no home way. game of the year. Uh, for real. Yeah. And. Um, 
Also, there's always some signed Eagles merchandise chance to win, and there's uh, usually uh, MM Army members. And who uh, who are the calendar girls? Alexa and uh, Melissa Kai, who are nice. just phenomenal at events, and they have this awesome photo booth. You can take pictures with the calendar girls. They can actually text you the photo right away. So That's a great addition. It's a fun event. Yeah, and they are fun in crowds. They really are. They're great with listeners. So please, stop by if you can. Uh, so Marchwood is located in the heart of Exxon, just off Route 100 in the Marchwood Shopping Center. Uh, thank you also to uh, Jimmy Diana, the Bear Watch guy, yeah, uh, who stopped by this morning and wanted to say hi. And he was—he's uh, just as surprised as anybody that uh, just a nice guy. <laughs> he's, he, he's he's approaching three million views on the on the Twitter on uh, post on Barstool. By the way, isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you to Julie Haggerty. I love her. Yeah. Uh, uh, she is in the movie Marriage Story, which is uh, streaming on Netflix now for six Golden Globes. Which is a, a great thing for her, especially since her career keeps uh, keeps on the, the ascent. But uh, it was kind of uh, interesting. Uh, we've heard so much about the tumultuous set on What About Bob? And she, yeah, she, yeah, she, she kind of stayed away from that. She said, uh, I don't think I'm telling stories yeah, that, yeah. that uh, nobody already knows. But, yeah, it was it was tense. <laughs> Richard Dreyfus and Bill Murray hated each other. He said Bill was just a nasty, mean drunk. He'd get a yeah. buzz on and he'd start just ripping on him, telling people don't like you. And yeah. Well, whatever. Made for a great movie. It did, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pierre Robert has entered our dwelling and is uh, ready to go. How you doing, man? Uh, fine. Wonderful. Uh, we should first and foremost get our letter of the day. Letter of the day. You prepared for that? Yes. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter R. All right, works for me. As in uh, robust. All right, and we have Kathy's holiday <laughs> gift giveaway. We're only two more days away from giving you this. Kathy went out and handpicked all these wonderful shopping items. She did your holiday shopping for you. Uh, there's something for everyone, over $1,000 in prizes, and it's uh, everything from, man, the Extreme Dozer. You know, there's, like, kids' toys in there, but there's also things for adults. The, uh, the Sparkling toys. Wine Advent Calendar, yeah. no, from GiveThemBeer.com. Uh, Manscaped.com is where we got the Manscaped Lawnmower 2.0. This is great stuff. Magformer's Police Station set, the Cutitos uh, Babitos. What? <laughs> They're like little tiny stuffed animals, those surprise stuffed animals that come in like a blanket that looks like a burrito. Oh. <laughs> this is the Bloom Doll and Playset. There's a huge list of things here. The Frozen 2 Playdate, uh, Sven and Anna and Elsa costumes and boots. So uh, a lot of things to give to you. And we'll do that on Friday, which is cool. How has your, I know your day is just beginning, but how has it gone so far? Well, it's gone great. I was uh, went to see Madonna last night. Oh, oh how was uh, that? It was uh, fun. It was yep. great fun at the Met. I mean, what a great place. To, have you been there yet? I have. Not uh, for a concert. I went and saw uh, the Impractical Jokers, which is more of a comedy show, right, but, right. but I've not been for a concert yet. And is this the Madam X or whatever it is? Yeah. Uh, where she wears the eye patch? Yeah, she, well, she does for a portion of it. Yeah. I didn't quite follow all the thematics friend of mine I went with, uh, he knew a lot more of the intricacies. But, um, you know, and she, she did about six uh, big hits and lots of other things. Some rambling. The, the pacing of the show wasn't, uh, wasn't um, uh, perfect. But, but then there's these flashes of absolute brilliance of 
of uh, production numbers and um, background uh, screens and moving stairways. And, and then at one point she comes out and sits in the audience. Oh, wow. And she sat between these two guys and just talked with them with a wireless microphone. Oh. I'm going, oh, that's pretty wild. Interesting. What time did it wrap up? Because uh, it started at 3.30 a.m. 3.30 a.m. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but it was... I wouldn't doubt it. She starts at 11.30, right? 12? She does, but she went on early last night at oh. 10.45. Oh. Does she have an Does she have an opener? I don't know. Okay, because I was down the street eating. Okay, um, and then uh, Jim Sutcliffe said, "Oh, she's on early. You better hurry up." So I had to wrap up and run up the street and and go that in. Would suck. Did uh, uh, Did she do Vogue? She did Vogue. Okay, right. uh, and a little Papa Don't Preach and um, and uh, and then during the last song she was singing, she uh, it was a brilliant exit. She walked out through the crowd. Okay. Um, I mean, with a flanks of security, sure. the likes of which would impress a president. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, she walks out singing, and so I have to figure the motorcade is right in front of the theater, oh. and she walks right out of the aisle um, into the lobby and into the motorcade, and off she goes. Do they have video of her going outside and getting into the car? They don't. But that I have, would be pretty cool. That would be cool. She goes into the bathroom, still wearing the mic pack. I <laughs> 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 oh, love it. Because then they could say, you know, like Elvis. I saw Elvis Presley one time, and they really would say at the end, Elvis yeah. has left the building. Where did you see Elvis? Lake Tahoe, a year before he died. Wow. Um, I was, you know, it's what I said. I got to see this guy. Sure. Well, I didn't even have a name for it, but I now call it my concert resume. Yeah. Things that you got to check off and say that you saw. And uh, How was that show? He was. It was amazing. He's freaking Elvis. You, the people, uh, I don't care what genre of music they are or what kind of drill they're using. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're drilling in the other outside yeah. the. Uh, um, but um, if you've got the charisma, it cannot be restrained, no yeah. matter what type type of, uh, type of music it is. And uh, there's a great uh, documentary called "This Is Elvis." Steve and I have both seen it multiple times. And there's a there's a scene where the narrator is saying uh, that uh, you know it's at the latter part of his career, and you can see he's overweight and he's not moving yeah. as well. But but the guy puts it. He says it perfectly. Like, but still, Elvis's voice was unwavering and just as strong as ever. And he's just hitting those notes and doing all that. And you're like, okay, yeah, dude was just a natural talent. You know, well, he had it. His voice actually was stronger as he got older. Um, the, the extra. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if the radio audience can hear it or not, but. Turn this mic on over the here. The vibrating that's coming through the walls right now. It's the loudest we've ever experienced. Yeah, the that's loudest. by yeah, far the loudest. loudest. It sounds like it's in our office next door. Uh, it's outside the building. Is it not? Are they doing work right outside there? Uh, it might be. Yeah. yeah. Might be. Um, anyway. His, he was, uh, his voice was stronger than ever. He was large, um, but, and the first couple songs, he was a little shaky. Uh, he did, he opened with C.C. Ryder. He had a guitar. See? C.C. Ryder. But he had a guitar on which he never played, yeah. uh, which I assumed might have been to cover he his got the sandwich in it. stomach. <laughs> <laughs> but but three or four songs in, I mean, he just sparked, and it was the last show of his run at Lake Tahoe for that particular year. And uh, at one point, th- there was a table of roses as you came in, and every woman got a rose. Ah! And at one point, he goes, <laughs> "Sorry," <laughs> <laughs> he goes. Ladies and 
you get my rose? (laughs) And they all screamed. And he was still leaning down and taking his kerchiefs off and hanging. Uh uh, But I but his I I I went in going this this be uh, something I should see going out going oh my god. Well, you saw you saw a legendary piece of history Uh, again. That movie is called This Is Elvis. If you've never seen it, it's a great documentary. It's 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 under two hours, but it's fascinating guy, unbelievable. Uh, so by the way, the, people can hear the drilling. Uh, they on can. The, yes. Or either that or Casey's uh, chainsaw sound effect. Yeah. I don't know. If it's... <laughs> <laughs> That's a sound effect. All right. So what's coming up on the show today, ma'am? That's the real thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I knew one would come in if I waited long enough. Um, on the program today, we will... Um... <laughs> my right channel, I'm hearing the real drilling, and my left channel, I'm hearing... Anyway, um, but I hear things all the time in right and left channels. We'll have workforce blocks of The Who and Muse and The Foo Fighters. And also we will have a $50 uh, gift certificate to the Star Restaurants and tickets for Government Mule with the great Warren Haynes coming to the Met on Christmas week. What a week between uh, Christmas and New Year's. Oh, Mama! Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the struts are coming in. Struts, two... Two nights with the Struts, two nights with Greta Van Fleet, Record Company on New Year's Eve at the TLA, and Warren Haynes and Government Mule, all in five days. Jeez. Um, amazing that what this town has music. Yeah, it's true. All right, I want to take this moment to thank our sponsors. President C Show is brought to you today by Winner Airport Parking. Uh, the fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport. Also brought to you by Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness Black Card, and you'll enjoy massage chairs, hydro massage, tanning, and more tomorrow on the program. <laughs> more work in our building. Uh, no, we're going to have uh, actor Michael Rappaport here in the studio. Yeah, uh, he's coming. He's great. Yeah, he's going to be performing at Helium, I believe, yes, uh, tomorrow and then through the weekend. So uh, he'll spend some time with us. And uh, we'll do more invites to the Christmas Miracle and uh, a bunch of other things. That's it. We are done. So rage on and have a great day. And we will see you tomorrow, my friend. Bye bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Line. Some quote-unquote artist made $160,000 to duct tape a banana to a wall. But I duct tape a pickle to a wall, and you know what I get? Evicted. Next message. Two point... Two point... Million pounds? Holy... Next message. During rush hour, you're not going to make every red light. Kind of a fact of nature. So quit blocking a intersection. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.